HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Good morning. Welcome to Racing HQ Saturday. Great to have you with us. Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, 2022. About to find out if you've all been naughty or nice for the year. And uh, Sanders on his way. He has those reindeer nice and fit. No more barrier trials for the reindeer. It is on. It's race day. And if you're still at work around the place... Good luck to you. That's okay. It, uh, life rolls on, of course. And if you're taking a little bit of a spell or a break, wherever you are listening uh, around New South Wales or Australia or you're tuning into Sky Thoroughbred Central, Sky Racing 1, it is lovely to have you with us. Holiday racing, there's a stack of racing around the place coming up uh, all around uh, Australia. Of course, Ramwick today, Wyong and Tamworth in New South Wales on Monday, on Boxing Day, if you can't find a race meeting to go to, you are not trying. Uh, there's a lot going on. Um, it's that time of year. Uh, the race clubs get their chance to uh, to shine that bit and they can get good crowds on course. But uh, a good program at Ramwick today. Uh, Christmas Eve racing, solid 10 race program to get through. And as always, over the next uh, four to five hours or so, we'll try and break it down for you as best we can, try and give you the, the best info uh, leading into some holiday racing today. Uh, we'll do our tracks over the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes. We'll go around the grounds, around the nation. Uh, then we'll, uh, we won't hear from Brody Nixon. Brody's having a little spell, but he's picked out some trialers there that I'll, I'll let you know about. And there's some names here that I suspect are going to be pretty popular around the place today. Ellen Hennessy's there for a chat before 7 o'clock. Ellen, um, Ellen at the moment with four handy rides there at Ramwick today. So we'll check in uh, with Ellen and get her thoughts uh, on her chances today. And they're all that, um, when I say handy rides, they're all chances, but they're all um, a decent price, I would have thought. Brett Devine from the Turf Club joins us uh, just around 7 o'clock. Ray Thomas after 7 o'clock and Ray's guests include Bjorn Baker, Cameron Crockett, Brad Whittup. Uh, Dylan Gibbons, Adrian Bott and Chris Waller on my rundown for a chat. Speaking of Brad Whittock, did I see a scratching, um, I thought uh, certainly on the on the tab app, Fire Lane uh, out of that first race, but uh, Racing Australia not quite updated there yet. They might not be in the offices uh, just yet. Never mind. After 8 o'clock, Sydney form, Anthony Manton, keeping Anthony nice and busy. If he's not driving down to Wagga, we have him doing Sydney form all the time now, and that's fine. He's, uh, it was great to work with Anthony on Wednesday, and Anthony's there for the Ramwick preview with Munns, of course, and Ray Thomas after 8 o'clock. Uh, 9 o'clock, Dean Lester, Mark Hunter with the Mooney Valley form. Michael Maxworthy has done the Demon form, and Gary Harley, Gaz, with all things to do with Wyong. And behind the gates, we're back in the game last weekend uh, with our behind the gates segment, and uh, join the conversation there. Bit of fun, bit of, bit of robust chat about the day's races and we'll try and land our multi again. Uh, we'd had a bit of a lean trot, but uh, back in the game with the multi last weekend and we will try and do it again bang on Christmas Eve. 
So uh, a good morning to get through. Tim Owens is there to tell us uh, where the money's been going all morning, uh, how the table will play this program, who they might make their lay of the day and really take on. Uh, if you can hang around for around 20 past 11, Tim Owens uh, is always well worth the listen. It is a beautiful morning in Sydney, driving up to... French's Forest on the Northern Beaches, a belter of a morning. And wherever you are, I hope you're, uh, hope you're enjoying it. And we're, we're going to try and guide you into some winners for today. Let's get to Ramwick. Dave Morrison is the man to talk to at Ramwick this morning. Dave, hello to you. Richard, how are you? Yeah, no, no complaints. I mean, um, sort of left home this morning and you're sort of the, the sun's sort of half coming up and just a beautiful day in Sydney, I would have thought. Oh, it's magnificent. Um, yeah, yeah, the clue. We're not overcast this morning. We were a beautiful, fine day coming up, I, I believe. What, uh, what rating do we put the track up for today? Uh, we've got a good four this morning. Um, had a uh, couple of horses go around it this morning. Uh, Reese Jones was on one of them, and he just thought it was spot on. Uh, I've kept a bit of moisture in it this week because uh, yesterday got up to 27, and today's supposed to get to 27 and possible 28. So just wanted it to... Uh, have enough moisture in it so we could uh, maintain a good four throughout the day. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter now, but there were sort of harsome storms forecast for yesterday. They sort of seemed to go up towards Newcastle and that neck of the woods, and I think there might be a bit on the on the radar again today potentially. But we'll, I suppose, Dave, we worry about that when it arrives, if it arrives. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. That storm the other night uh, certainly kept me up late because uh, we put ten mils on it. Um, just to keep it in that fresh range. Uh, most of the forecast said it was going to go above us. Um, so I just wanted to make sure about that. But, yeah, we'll see what the storm do. But they have been pushing up north and down south. So hopefully they go around us today. Rail out nine metres. A nice little busy schedule for Ramwick coming up. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Uh, we've got nine metres today. It's a beautiful pad of grass out there. And then we'll uh, pull it back into the true position for Boxing Day on Monday. And it certainly is a busy schedule and the boys are going to be working hard uh, throughout this holiday period. Uh, the renovation, um, things have come up nicely there by the look of things. Oh, absolutely beautiful. It's so important, those renovations, to just freshen up the track, uh, improve it and get it through the, the year. And it's been racing really well. And it's just coming better and better each week. Just can't forget the amount of rain that track has copped over the last year. Lots of tracks. It's just, it's quite, it's quite extraordinary. And we want to make it a bit of a distant memory. But you, know, you talk about you know, places like the Hunter and that, you know, other parts of New South Wales. They need a bit of rain now. It's quite crazy to think. Oh, the weather's just—it's just such a flip-flop. What it's done. Um, going from those terrible uh, wet conditions and so many people suffering with floods around the, the states in Australia and now we're just dry conditions and heat waves in certain parts of the states. Good on you, Dave. Thank you for the chat. So good four for Ramwick today and uh, we'll see how things look towards Monday as well. Thanks for the chat. All the best, Richard, and have a great Christmas and everyone out there, Hope their Christmas Day is uh, an enjoyable one. Good man. To you too, Dave. Dave Morrison there. And Merry Christmas to him and and uh, the team that uh, he works with there at Randwick. So good four. It's uh, a great program. Rail out nine metres. Good four. So we'll see how, uh, if any kind of a, a pattern emerges there today.
But, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the good day of racing from Randwick. Uh, at the moment, uh, again, owners and trainers can rein their horses wherever at the moment, but the meeting will hopefully ha- uh, holding up pretty well. Uh, you fans of uh, Sunshine in Paris, she gains a start there. So race eight, Star Beretta uh, coming out early this morning out of race number seven. So uh, the favourite gains a start there. Let's uh, head up the freeway. And if you're travelling up the freeway and travelling around our roads at the moment, take it easy. Double demerits at the moment. Not that you need any reminding, but they are racing at Wyong today, the main main provincial program. Seven races there at Wyong today. Phil Robinson is on the line. Phil, a Merry Christmas to you and great to have racing at Wyong today. Same to you, Richard. How are you going, mate? No complaints here. Cannot complain. It's um, nice, a, a nice busy time of year and, yeah, whatever whatever everyone's doing, hopefully they're uh, having a good time doing it. But can you set up Wyong for us today? How, how's your week been getting ready for the meeting? Yeah, we had a couple of days uh, over uh, Sunday and Monday where we got a bit of rain early in the week, which uh, allowed us to not have to irrigate so much uh, early on in the week. But we've, we've put 8 mil on since then and... Uh, the track's in the good four range. We had uh, Jenny Duggan and Serge Lisney put a couple around the grass this morning and they said the track was, was really good. So uh, expecting it to race well and there's a, it's a bit patchy, you know, from the, the last couple of race meetings and set of trials we had across the board, but I think it'll race well and, and be safe for everyone involved. Okay. The uh, conditions for today, what's the forecast saying? So it's going to hit around 29 degrees, they reckon, and uh, there is a chance of a, a, a shower in the early afternoon. Uh, but hopefully that goes around us and we'll be we'll be spot on. Okay, uh, and and you know, you're part of the world. Uh, oh, I'd imagine that the, the club would have sold out a few packages and whatnot for today. Uh, you'd like to think at this time of year get a you get a pretty handy crowd on course. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tricky one. You just don't know whether people are going to come to the races, being Christmas Day tomorrow or not. But no. I think we will get a, a fairly handy crowd. Just a few people that I know that are planning on coming. So hopefully it's a great great crowd for the. The race club, yeah. Good to chat, Phil. Good luck today. Merry Christmas. Same to you, mate. Take care. Good on you. Phil Robinson there at Wyong. Good four. Good fours around the place. And a pretty nice week, to be fair, uh, around Sydney and surrounds and up towards the central coast. So a good four for racing at Wyong today. Their first race is at 20 minutes to one today. 20 minutes to one. The first of seven races from Wyong. Gary Harley has done the form and uh, he'll join us uh, in a little while around about a quarter to ten for uh, for the details there. Uh, let's head to Brisbane where it's 20 minutes to six this morning. So a little way from uh, obviously final scratchings and how these fields will look. But Doom in the venue, Ross Smith, the man to, to give us the update. Good morning and a very Merry Christmas to you, Ross. Thanks, Richard. You too, mate. What's happening? Uh, we got an overcast morning this morning. Um, no breeze at all. We're going to a good four this morning. We missed a little bit of rain that came through last night. They're forecasting a chance of zero to three mil this morning. 60% chance, but there's nothing around on the radars at the moment. Uh, yeah, we've got a lovely lovely surface of grass, and we're the rail's back in at half a metre. And right in the thick of your carnival, it's uh, it's a pretty good time, I suppose, to be managing these tracks and these good horses are lining up week after week at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I've given them a good pad of grass for today. We've gone all the way back in, so the track should be 
very very good for today's racing. Okay, so we start on a good four, and you say maybe look, I mean that the rain you're talking about that's just going to settle the dust if it does arrive. Hundred percent. Yeah, it actually rained at the the Gabba last night in the cricket, um, but we didn't get any of the track here. So it's only probably, as the crow flies, about four kilometres. So it's just hit and miss at the moment, the, the showers that come in. Ross, have you ever uh, uh, curated a, a cricket pitch? I mean, are you at a racetrack there? Ever, oh. ever gone down that path at all? Only in the, in the early days when I was a kid, we used to mow uh, <laughs> a cricket field down the, down the park and with the old mower. How green did you, <laughs> leave, how green did you leave it? No, nah, no, nah, it was never green. <laughs> It was always brown. <laughs> I would, I mean, I would imagine, like, you know, for people listening, um, maybe young people listening, and you tell us, Ross, but there would be, um, there's, a, there's a career in, in, in green keeping and track track management, surely. Yeah, they're all they're all different. Like growing, you know, growing grass for a cricket wicket, you know, very short, and it's black soil, so you know, when it's wet, it, it's very sticky. Uh, sand profile tracks, you know, the water drains straight through it. So, you know, there's a bit bit in everything. You just got to learn it on as you run. Good man. No, there's uh, there are all sorts of careers in, in racing and that kind of thing. And I would have thought that that's certainly one if you like working outdoors and that kind of thing that's uh, worth a look if uh, young people out there are umming and ahhing what to do or anyone's umming and ahhing what to do. Ross, thanks for the chat. So we start with a good four and, and uh, look forward to a good day of racing up your way. No worries. Have a good day tomorrow. Good man. You too. Thank you. Ross Smith and his team have uh, had those Queensland tracks going really, really well. Nine races from Doomben today. And, uh, of course, the two-year-olds uh, kind of hold centre stage there. Uh, the BJ McLaughlin Stakes, where we will see Miss Cooter resume. Um, the novelist, where does he fit in? He looks pretty good. Godzilla debuts for the Snowdens. So uh, the BJ McLaughlin, of course, the Burnborough and the Magic Millions Falvel on 1,200 metres at listed level. That's a really good program up there. The Magic Millions does get ever closer. Uh, Christmas Eve racing out of Melbourne is from, well, a couple of, well, just the one venue. I was going to say a few venues, but uh, the Valley, Mooney Valley holds centre stage today. Marty Sinan's there for a chat. Merry Christmas, Marty. Hey, Christmas, Richard. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, look, pre-Christmas racing, nine races to get through, and there's going to be no- nine sets of connections who tomorrow will be replaying that winning video over and over and over for their family and friends, whether they like it or not. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, good day in Melbourne. A bit overcast as we speak at the moment, but it's supposed to clear up and be a fine day at 23 degrees, so... Hopefully we get a few punters here today. Um, I don't think we're expecting a real big crowd, but um, if people have already done their Christmas shopping, good day to get out and come on back a few winners before Christmas. But um, track's in great order. Currently on a good four. Going stick a 9.2. We've just moved the rail out to two metres for this meeting. That was mainly just due to irrigation through the week because when we're in the tree, the irrigation hits the rail, so we just tried to put it out nice and even. Uh, I didn't put any water on uh, overnight, so with that, we do have nine mil of rain here on Wednesday which was probably what I was going to put on anyway, so that's helped us out. We've put 36 mil of irrigation on for the week as well. So I expect the track to start as a good four, maybe an upgrade, but um, it has to be um, probably a fair bit of wind around that for that to happen, but it should race pretty well. Sounds uh, sounds like a pretty straightforward r- report there, Marty. Are you happy enough? 
Yeah, no, very happy. Um, we've had a bit of racing, so there's a bit of wear and tear all around the track out past the five metre mark, but that two to five is in pretty good order. So it may, may favour leaders a bit today, but they do seem to run on when the rail's around that two metre um, position. It's more when they get out, but it is a bit more leaderish. But um, with the rail at two metres, should be every horse a chance. Great report, as always. Merry Christmas, Marty, and we'll speak soon. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Marty Sonnen. And, uh, yeah, the Valley Racing today, uh, first race there, 25 minutes to one. Dean Lester back with us, which is terrific. Uh, a few health issues lately for Dino, uh, but he is back in the game. Popular form analyst, we know, and uh, just generally a terrific guy. And um, same for Mark Hunter. Those guys um, uh, really compulsory listening if you want to try and find a winner in Melbourne or be guided into winner in Melbourne. Dean Lester, Mark Hunter, after 9 o'clock this morning. Murray Bridge uh, racing in South Australia today. Sean Hicks is there uh, for a bit of a chat to us, and he's on the line. G'day, Sean. How are you? Going well, thanks, Richard. How are you? Yeah, very well. Uh, big pre-Christmas racing here at Murray Bridge. Can you set the scene in Adelaide for us, please? Yes, um, it's going to be a um, beautiful day at Murray Bridge today. Um, sunny, 27. So uh, weather-wise, it's um, going to be beautiful, but... Um, Rails in the true position, and uh, track will be a good four. Okay. For those that don't bet at Murray Bridge all the time, and it's nice for you guys to have a Saturday meeting, can you give us an idea about the track? What kind of a, a run in there do they get? Is it, um, does it help to be on speed, or can they sweep and hit the line and win? Oh, I think uh, overall the uh, track's um, pretty consistent, and um, well, we've had the rail out eight metres at our last two race meetings, so the inside eight metres hasn't really been uh, touched for probably... Six or seven weeks now, so um, I think anywhere inside the eight metres uh, off the rail will be um, a winning position. Okay, you sound happy with the way the track presents? Uh, yeah, the track's beautiful at the moment. I'm really happy with it. Okay, good on you, Sean. Good luck today and Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot. Good Bye. on you. Sean Hicks, uh, Murray Bridge uh, racing today. Nine races and Peter Rillis will give us um, his thoughts a bit after 11 o'clock, his tips and selections. Good fours right around the place. Uh, nice fair tracks uh, all going well. And uh, hopefully um, that information can help you find a winner or two on the day. 13 minutes to seven. Away we go on Racing HQ Saturday. We're on Sky Thoroughbred Central, Sky Racing 1. And uh, download the Tab app or if you're just listening on the wireless, it's good to have you with us Christmas Eve. And uh, we'll take a short break. Come back. The Southern Hemisphere's best yearlings on Australia's holiday playground. The 2023 Magic Million. Gold Coast Yearling Sale, January 10 to 16. It's the sale where the smart buyers shop for superstars. Graduates include Spring Carnival stars Cool and Gatter, Alligator Blood, Madame Pomery, Jackano, Ellsberg, Manzois, In Secret, and Hong Kong champion Golden 60. The Gold Coast Yearling Sale offers the cream of the Australasian yearling crop. See the catalogue at magicmillions.com.au. Zusain, the best son of champion sire Zustar. A Group 2 winner and Group 1 placed at 2. But it's Zusain. Zusain by two legs on the line. Runner-up in the Group 1 Golden Rose and Coolmore Stud Stakes at 3. Zusain coming at them. Sunlight affiliate the 50 just in front. Zusain coming at her. Zusain, the most represented first crop sire at Magic Millions in 2023. And the Zustar cult's been too good. Zusain, the dynasty continues. Wooden Stud. 
Experience the magic of the 2023 two-year-old Tab Calcutta dinner. Thursday, January 12. Hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Emma Friedman. Gold Coast Turf Club will again present this spectacular evening leading into the two-year-old classic on Magic Millions Race Day. Enjoy a two-course meal and drinks with insights into the field from racing identities followed by the exhilarating Calcutta auction conducted by Magic Millions. Can't make it? Pre-purchase tickets in the Calcutta draw are available online for just $20. Book now at gctc.com.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas to you all. Christmas Eve racing here uh, right around Australia. We might take a look at some trial horses now. Brody Nixon is having a little spell, Brody, but that hasn't stopped him from forwarding us just some horses that have caught his eye out of the trials, and I don't think he's alone with a couple of these. Uh, there's a really good two-year-old to start the day there at Ramwick today. The Drinkwise Plate gets things going there. Two-year-old set weights, 1,100 metres, and the first of Brody's trialers um, is Empire of Japan. Look, he's a pretty good cult, this fellow. We know that. Um... He's uh, already shown uh, his talent with a Breeders' Plate win, and uh, he's currently $2.40 fixed with the tab. Gee, Platinum Jubilee, she's right there as well at $2.50. And Godfather is there at four sixty. clear third elect. Then Fire Lane. I wonder if Fire Lane's a bit forgotten about. Brad Whittup will join us in a little while to have a chat about Fire Lane. But uh, our central viewers are having a look at the recent trial of Empire of Japan. He's always been a bit of a natural. Uh, their yard watches these horses, but I mean, you know, their next objective is the Magic Millions. So they kind of you know, need to be, they'll be pretty forward. If you're watching Sky Thoroughbred Central, of course, you know, Corey Brown uh, in the yard and his thoughts today, just how fit these horses are. But they'll be pretty ready to go, you'd think. So Empire of Japan, nice trial there. He sits as a $2.40 favourite with the tab at the moment. Platinum Jubilee at $2.50. Godfather is a $4.60 chance. We'll have Munns with us after 8 o'clock. He'll give us all the updates as to you know, what's been happening with these markets over the last 24 hours. And, of course, from 9 o'clock when business gets a little bit more serious with the tab. But Empire of Japan, $2.40 favourite, is the first of Brody's trialers. Uh, let's go to race number nine. Green Shadows is back at the races today. Um, a scratching on race morning uh, the other day. He's been back to the trials. The blinkers are on. He's a $4 favourite for this race. So race nine, number 12, Green Shadows, and he's just been back to the trials just to, well, blinkers on, make sure everything's right with him, to keep him right up to the mark. He's having a great prep, this horse, a great prep without winning. Uh, and the market suggests that today is the day. Uh, not a pushover race, though. Kanazawa is racing well. Second elect, Robusto. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of luck the other day. Is at $5. And Santa Katowice up from Melbourne racing well. Uh, but Green Shadows, 
He certainly is right in the thick of this race. The blinkers are on. And out of that trial, Brody thinks that he um, he can go and get the job done today. Tyler Schiller, he's having a great season, Tyler, isn't he? And uh, $4 favourite at the moment with the tab. Canazawa's at four twenty. Robusto, $5. And St. Katowice is a $5.50 chance. That's race number nine. Okay, third of the trialers for Brody. And this filly, maybe she's the best of the Queenslanders as far as the Magic Millions goes. And that is race five, number six, Miss Cooter. Trained by Chris Munts. She's pretty good. She's a daughter of Spirit of Boom. She's had two starts. She's won them both. That was back in October. She's just been very sharp, uh, very immediate. So race five, number six, Miss Cooter. And uh, I wonder whether we had the tab market for that race. We're going to have a bit of a look and just give you an idea uh, as to where the tab have her. $2.30 favourite. This is the BJ McLaughlin stake. She's a $2.30 fixed favourite, Miss Cooter. She's just a sharp filly, and um, she's a favourite there. The novelist is at $4 chance. Excel Dior at $8.50, and Works is a $9.50 chance. But Miss Cooter, jump, run, probably goes to the front and improves her position or tries to do that. Uh, she's been prohibitive odds on at her only two runs. And Chris Munts has a good filly on his hands there, that is for sure. Wyong today. There was a, a set of Wyong trials the other day and Kim War had a group of horses that went out there and trialled so, so well. One of those uh, was Chipper. Race three, number one, Chipper, is another horse for Brody out of the trials. I was sitting in the trials that day watching them, and he just looked so good. This is the horse where he went to Hawkesbury, and the gates opened, and the heavens opened, and it was just a whiteout, and it was just a non-event for him. He's a $2.40 favourite here. He gets a great chance to break through. Thief by Night is at four twenty, so Chipper's $2.40. Geez, hard to beat. Has to be. Thief by Night at uh, 4.20 and Canada Bay, a $5 chance. But that's race three, number one, Chipper. Uh, another trialer for Brody Nixon today. Uh, race three, number one, Chipper. And also Bo Desert. Gee, be busy, Brody. Bo Desert, race four, number seven, Au Revoir. Race four, number seven, Au Revoir. And that's what we say to Brody's segment now as we welcome in our next guest on the morning. Uh, our first guest, in fact. It's a great pleasure to say good morning to Ellen Hennessy. G'day, Ellen. Morning. How are you? I'm very well. How's your morning going? What's, uh, what, yeah. what's, what's Saturday morning consist of? Um, just track work and, yeah, just done the fifth lot there now. So I've got a couple more to go, I think. And, yeah, that, that'll be it. Go in, give them a brush over and that and... Head home. Who have you been riding out for this morning? Uh, just Annabelle this morning. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, she'd be sorting her way through two-year-olds and all these babies coming through, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. We've got um, some amount of stock in at Work Farm at the moment, but it's um, it's good. Keeps us all on our toes, keeps us busy. Our horses are good. They're coming along nicely. You have a fairly busy schedule coming up. You're at Ramwick today. You're off to the Beaumont track at Newcastle on Monday and then down to the beautiful Sapphire Coast on Tuesday. Have you been down, have you ridden down that part of the world much? Yeah, yeah, I have. I started off down Canberra Way, so I've ridden down there quite a bit. I've been to Bega. Actually, I rode my first um, my first treble there, so um, yeah, I've got 
pretty good, pretty good memories on the track. So, but I haven't been there, down there in a while. Be good to go back down. Yeah, good part of the world. Let's focus on your rides today, Ellen, and um, some nice chances. I mean, uh, Scott Singleton uh, in race number four. It's the Tab Highway. Uh, a guinea comes to town. Now he's a three-year-old. He's lightly raced. Um, pretty nice horse to partner up with. I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. Very lucky to be um, to be partnering him today. Um, very good form this prep. He's been. Like that win at Scone was very good. Um, I think we're drawing a little bit awkward, but hopefully we'll be able to just jump, be positive enough from the gate, and find a bomb and get a bit of cover. And I think he'll be running home very well. Yeah, 54 kilos in your claim. He'll uh, nice kickoff point for a guinea. Race six, I imagine, Port of Jeddah. Likely a big price here, the mayor, but she did take care of things at Scone a couple of runs ago, and when they can stay a bit, you have to have a throw at the stumps. Yeah, that's it. I think she um, she she looks like the, the further she goes, the better she gets. And um, it was a he- heavy 10 there when she won. She hasn't run for three weeks um, since Tamworth, but I think she's got 50 and a half on her back. I think she's drawn barrier one, drawn to do no work. So hopefully we have some luck. Did I did four blind the other night and um, we got to race eight and Kahawati just received a few comments from the from the guys on the show. She's a a, a mare who's won three from eleven and she's going for back to back wins. Yeah, absolutely. She's um, in great form this prep. I actually spoke with Jimmy Ennis about her during the week um, to give me some tips and tricks on her. We're drawing pretty um, pretty bad on her, but hopefully we can. Um, jump, be very positive. Jimmy said she's she's best when she's leading. So hopefully, if there's not too much speed, we can get there. Um, but yeah, hopefully she's she puts her best foot forward today. And race ten, you're partnering with Lord Olympus, who generally needs that bit of a run first up, and maybe um, yeah, maybe see a bit more from him second up. Thought he was pretty good first up. Yeah, I think so. He, um, I, re- I reckon he probably had a bit of a blow first up. He, he just looked like he was, he was a bit sluggish to the line. But hopefully, I actually galloped him on Tuesday morning. He galloped very well. So hopefully, he'll be, um, he'll be running home very good. Probably be a bit more positive than he was last start. Um, but yeah, got a decent barrier, jump and be positive. I think he'll be around the mark today. What are your plans for Christmas Day, Ellen? My plans for Christmas Day, I'm going down to my friend uh, Grace and Tom, Tom's house, Grace and Tom Clark. They've got the kids there, so just a nice quiet day. And um, come back that afternoon. Outstanding. Well, that sounds yeah, like a... Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, nice, <laughs> a, a nice busy time. Good on you, Ellen. A Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for joining us on our Christmas Merry Eve Christ- edition. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you very much. Good on you, Ellen. There she is, Ellen Hennessy. She's... I'll flick Ellen a text on a Friday and say, do you want to come on? And she's always, yep, you bet. Love to come on and talk about the horses. And, yeah, her, her claim... Obviously, very, very useful, and uh, she's uh, has a nice enough book of rides there today. Yeah, Lord Olympus can certainly improve, and uh, Kahawati as well. Bang on seven o'clock. It's a busy time for the Australian Turf Club, and uh, the man we're about to speak to, I'm sure he's going to urge. Um, uh, our listeners to get to the races if they can over the next few weeks because there are plenty of opportunities. Brett Devine, Merry Christmas, mate. Good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to all the punters and a very Merry Christmas to you on behalf of our Chairman Peter McGoran, all our directors and, of course, Jamie Barkley, our CEO on the team. We hope everybody has a great Christmas and New Year period. Uh, you've just mentioned how busy it is, so lots of us are still working, obviously, but Still a great time of year, isn't it, to be uh, out with family and friends and to tell each other what they mean to each other. And uh, and look, I hope that everyone has a great time. 
and it's a busy time for the Australian Turf Club as well. Brett, there are uh, plenty of chances for our listeners to, to get to the race. I know there's other things you do in the holidays, but there's always a race meeting summer around the place, and that, also, that applies big time to the ATC. Yeah, certainly if I could just step people through what's coming up in the next week or so, but obviously today a big race day, 10 races, and we're happy to say Merry Christmas again. Free entry for all customers, a little gift there from the Australian Turf Club. Free entry to Royal Randwick today. Uh, the first race is at 12.20, members gates 11 o'clock, and for the public, quarter past 11. We go on to Boxing Day at Royal Randwick, and again, that's free entry for everybody, Richard, and it's a big day because I think lots of backpackers are back in Sydney, and they're looking forward to creating an incredible atmosphere for Boxing Day out there. Um, that's free entry with a first race starting at 1.35. Of course, we have a New Year's Eve meeting at Royal Randwick next Saturday. First race again, 12.20, and last race, 6 o'clock. And then on New Year's Day, a twilight uh, meeting, free entry again to Canterbury Park. Uh, it's featuring the listed Canterbury Sprint. And the first race is not till 3.20 and the final race at 7.30. So, Richard, just stepping you through those, they're all on our website, of course, but lots of opportunities in different shapes and forms for people to go to the races, enjoy Christmas and the New Year with family and friends. And whether that be at Royal Ramick or Canterbury Park, there's lots of options. There is a new director who has been appointed to the ATC board. Brett, what can you tell us? Yeah, I think Peter uh, McGoran was delighted to welcome Natalie Hewson, is the new independent director appointed by the government, uh, as recommended by a panel, to the Minister for Racing. Natalie Hewson's been a, a racing fan all her life, really, Richard, and she's only uh, 37 years old, but has been to the races around since she was a kid and has 19 years' experience as a, uh, in the finance uh, industry, really um, strong business skills, and eight years as a company director. So she's a current member of the ATC, a long family history of horse ownership and the racing industry, and I know that Peter McGoran and the board were delighted to have a young female entrepreneur with a strong business background to add such a, a well-rounded, fresh and diverse perspective to the board. So, Richard, we welcome Natalie Houston. Uh, her uh, term starts on the 1st of February of 2023. It's a four-year term uh, and she's part of Sydney Racing and it's uh, one of the growing and biggest jurisdictions in the world. Yeah, good on you, Natalie, and uh, looking forward to seeing her at the races uh, a lot more often than maybe before, but maybe not. She um, loves the racing, so good on you, Natalie. And I know we're, you know, Boxing Day, Christmas, summer racing, Brett, but it, it, these carnival horses are back in the stables now, and that means if you're thinking about the autumn carnival, it's a little way off, but it, it's not to be fair, and uh, there's plenty on sale already for the turf club. Now, we know how fast time goes, Richard, don't we? In less than 80 days now to the official start of the Autumn Carnival and about 84 days to the Long Jeans Golden Slipper. So, wow, that'll come around so fast. And we see horses in that first race today who are certainly going to be high up in the markets for the Long Jeans Golden Slipper. So their preparations are, are starting and, uh, and heading towards that ultimate goal. So people really should lock their tickets in. And most importantly, I guess, is for hospitality, Richard. Obviously, general admission tickets will be available and you get a good discount on those. But... For those people wishing to do uh, hospitality, whether that be at Rosehill Gardens or Royal Ramick, it tends to sell out very, very quickly. So I wouldn't hesitate to lock some of those dates in with your family and friends and fellow members of the ATC and really have an experience at the races for not only uh, the great stuff that happens on the track, but absolutely superb award-winning hospitality. Talking to a, a prominent owner yesterday, and he only remarked at how exquisite the food and the service is at Royal Ramick and Rosehill Gardens. So... 
Again, our website, theracers.com.au. Lock that, uh, lock those tickets in, lock those dates in, get some discounts on your tickets uh, and be ready for world-class racing in the autumn. Good on you, Brett. What are you expecting under, under the tree this year? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think I think my times have passed in, those, <laughs> in that respect. But, uh, look, just again to wish everybody a happy, safe, peaceful Christmas. And uh, we really commend our tracks teams who are doing so much work to get these race meetings going over the next few days, uh, working on Christmas Day to move that rail back in at Royal Ramick. And that track is playing absolutely superbly. So Merry Christmas to you, Rich, and everybody, and good luck to all the punters. Well said, Brett. We may well have a chat on Monday morning where we'll be doing a, a Saturday-style show as well. Merry Christmas, mate. Thanks, Richard, again. Good luck to all the funders. Brett Devine from the Australian Turf Club. Yeah, we'll do this again on Monday, the Boxing Day meeting. We'll uh, have a 6.30 kick-off for our show, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll do it again. We'll even do a Behind the Gates uh, on Monday as well, if you have a bit of a, an interest there. But let's worry about the here and the now. We'll take a short break here, five minutes past seven, six minutes past seven, six past six if you're in Queensland, wherever you are listening, Racing HQ Saturday. Good to have you with us, Christmas Eve Racing. Some interviews not too far away, some of today's leading players agreeing to come on for a bit of a chat to Ray Thomas and myself. A break and back with more. Since 2018, 36 Group 1 winners could have been bought for $100,000 or less at an English sale. That's 44% more than the nearest Australian auction house. Where will you be in 2023? Classic catalogue available now at english.com.au Light it up this new year. Enjoy Twilight Racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus kids' entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Night Racing, January 1, Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet fixed dots on all races at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on a massive 28 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive. It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Ramwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www www.patriotbloodstock.com.au Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696. Australia's favourite windows and doors. <coughs> Excuse me, I just got to get the door. Jess, can you take over, please? Yep, sure. Australia's favourite windows and doors are available at. Ah, uh, sorry. Now someone's knocking at the back door. Um, how about we let the main voiceover guy take over? Wideline Windows and Doors bring over 50 years of producing quality Australian made windows and doors that bring life into your home. Enhance the feeling of home with Wideline Windows and Doors. Inquire now at wideline.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Eight minutes past seven, Racing HQ Saturday, Christmas Eve, around the place. And a total of 16 scratchings there for Ramwick at the moment. Looks like most want to be there. If you're a fan of uh, Sunshine and Parish, she does going to start there in race number eight. But all these markets coming up uh, with Glenn Munsey after eight o'clock. 
and uh, yeah, uh, a good day of racing ahead of us. Uh, the, my information is that Munns has already braved the fish markets before he's come on the show, so good on you, Glenn, and uh, he'll, he'll be with us after 8 o'clock. Uh, let's uh, jump into our interviews. Before we do that, it's a very good morning and a Merry Christmas to Ray Thomas. Hello, Ray. Yeah, good morning, Rich. Merry Christmas to you and to all the listeners and the viewers, and busy time of year, isn't it, Rich? We've all got a lot to do with Christmas Day tomorrow, etc., but... Also got lots to do trying to find a few winners this afternoon. You're not wrong. What are you, what are you in charge of Christmas Day, right? You a hand man um, or you you're just in charge of making sure the esky's full enough? <laughs> the latter tomorrow because we'll be out and about all day, actually, Tanya and I. We've got um, uh, a harbour cruise of all things for Christmas oh, lunch tomorrow. And then we're ducking out to Penrith to see my daughter and son in the evening. So long day, but really looking forward to it. You, uh, you, you talk about the racing around the place. There's, there's plenty happening. And you look at this meeting today, and I suppose this time of year, almost traditionally over the time, has been sort of an okay meeting, but such Mm. are our carnivals and that kind of thing that you you get these horses that are sort of pushed to these meetings that there's a lot of quality amongst today. And I I know we're a little way off the autumn, but you just don't know what's going to jump out of these kinds of meetings. Uh, you're exactly right, Rich. And just look at the two-year-old opener today at Randwick. It's a set weights race. So I was trying to find out during the week who actually decided to make this race a set weights race because it's a stroke of genius. Here we have the Breeders' Plate and the Jim Crack winner clashing, along with a stakes winner from Brisbane and Godfather, Fire Lane, the Max Lee's Classic winner. When was the last time we saw such a quality two-year-old race at this time of year in Sydney? So obviously these horses are on the Magic Millions path, but stroke of genius, this could be a race that becomes very significant going forward. I think it's already been described as the best two-year-old race so far this season. So that sets the tone for the rest of the meeting and really intriguing race day with some emerging horses again later in the program. Rail out nine metres. We'll see how that plays. Should be okay, but um, we're looking forward to this afternoon, Rich. We are. I can see the name Bjorn Baker on my screen in front of me. I think he's there for a chat. Good morning, Bjorn. Morning, guys. How are you? We're well. Hey, don't mind us. How... How's Sven travelling? It's yeah, all, well, oh, big, a big <laughs> 24 hours coming up for our young man. 24 hours for the kids, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, I think Sander's pretty generous this year. This Aussie <laughs> Sander goes pretty well, I tell you. <laughs> well, hang on, as opposed to the Kiwi Sander. Yeah, the Kiwi Sander when I grew up is a bit more miserable <laughs> than, the, uh, than this new Sander, I think. Morning, Murray. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Bjorn, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hey, Bjorn, before um, we get into this afternoon's runners, can I ask you about a filly you produced at Gosford on Thursday? She scorched turf. Her name was Passagiata. She ran right up to a barrier trials, Bjorn. Yeah, she did indeed. She, um, she, uh, See you, Pat. Merry Christmas. Just saying, see to all your team. I've just left the trainers tower. All my frenemies up there, <laughs> and Matt and Annabelle and Gary Fortelli. I said I'd give them a shout out. 
Uh, Excuse you, good bloke. You're a good bloke. I'll tell you, they're pretty miserable on the old biscuits this year too. Not many of them, <laughs> even throughout the year. I thought it was a pretty lean year, I've got to say, in terms of gifts up there. So hopefully next year will be better. But no, she was she was really good passageata. We've had a good opinion of her for a while. She's taken a wee while to get to the track, but I thought she was a, a really... Um, Oh, she's a dominant winner on, on Thursday, and she's exciting. So we'll probably look at taking her straight to the city on the 4th of January here at Warwick Farm. Okay, yeah, she was a flying machine in the trials, and she was brilliant on debut. Um, Bjorn, we were talking about the two-year-old race earlier, and this is a terrific contest. You're running your filly, uh, a Cathay bracelet, who comes out of a, a Kembla maiden, but it wasn't any ordinary Kembla maiden. The novice won by a big margin, ran brilliant time. He's running in a stakes race in Brisbane today, but you've got a few pretty handy ones to take on this afternoon at Randwick. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that, and I guess you, you've got to be in to win. Um, I thought her run first up was, was good. She hit the line late after probably being slow away, and I think if, from gate one, if she can do everything well today, um, uh, you know, if she runs top five, we'll be absolutely thrilled, but it's a tough race. Uh, but I think she's a nice filly, and as much as anything going forward, I think she'll be better over a bit further too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Down to race seven in Bjorn and Savory's been a bit of a, a stable um, stalwart for you for a number of seasons now. He invariably wins good prize money for his connections every prep and I know he's more, more of a horse that you've raced at Canterbury at the midweeks etc but this is a sad day race where he gets his opportunity this afternoon. Yeah, he does. He, he's down in the weights, and uh, there's, a, I think, three scratchings, so the race is a little bit more open than it was. And um, he's, He jumps from a pretty good gate today. We're being forced to, to be probably more negative than we would have liked with the with the barrier draws. So if he can just put himself a little bit closer, no weight, rock-hard fit, he likes a good track. I think he's in there as a rough each-way hope. Yeah. And down to the last, are you saving what it goes for, for Gosford in the, the Q6 stakes next Wednesday? Yeah, he'll definitely go there, and he, he galloped very well this morning. So I think from a good gait on Wednesday, finally a good gait for him. Um, he should be very competitive. He's going well. Yeah, but you will run Iona Merck, and this is a, a three-year-old in his first prep by winning Rupert, who coincidentally is also the sire of Passagiata, and you trained winning Rupert, and he's doing good things as a stallion. And this three-year-old's emerging very, very quickly through the grades, stepping to 1,200 metres for the first time today. Bjorn, what's the, the gut feel there? Yeah, I think he'll be fine. He was pretty strong at the end of his last win. Um, and he's just, I would have loved him to probably draw a little bit better, but saying that, he's got really good speed. Uh, he gets in with no weight again. I think that's a big positive. And, uh, no, we're really happy with him. I'm mindful he's been in for a while. This is his fifth up run, so he, he's probably got to come to the end of it at some stage, but he's doing everything really well. He, he did end up leading last start at Rose Hill. Now, he's going to 1,200 for the first time today, but just doing the, the speed for this race, most of the speed is drawn out wide with Iona Merck, so would you be looking to take a sit or just come across if you find the fence and lead, so be it? Uh, for sure. But yeah, I think we'll be positive. He's rock hard fit and he's, uh, he's in there with no weight. So we'll definitely um, roll forward and we'll be able to have a good look at how the track's playing throughout the day as well.
Fantastic. And just finally, um, looking ahead to Monday, you're the defending champ, so to speak, in the in the Summer Cup. This year you're relying on Fun Fact, the grey, and I think you're going to let him do his thing on Monday, go to the front, and that's what he seems to do best when he's in form. Yeah, he does, and uh, I think he's going really well. He gets into this race with no weight. Won it last year with a roughie, and... Uh, I think he's not out of it. Of course, he's going back up to the Magic Million Stayers race, which is only 2,200 this year. So we'll keep them a bit on the fresh side. I reckon he can run a race at, at big odds. Terrific. Well, best of luck today, Bjorn. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And, um, yeah, again, thanks for joining us on a Saturday morning. Yeah, thanks, Dean. Take care. Good luck, folks. Good on you. Bjorn Baker, we'll let him go. He might be off to the gym for a start there. I think he is, yeah. I think he is, Rich. Ray is uh, <laughs> just down in the gym there and... Um, should be joining in there a bit more at the moment, but uh, he's, he's a guy... <laughs> There's he's, no time, Rich, is there? There's oh, no time. You have to make time, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah. you, he's, he's a guy that he likes to... He sort of prides himself on um, training 100 winners a season. <clears throat> now, he's sitting there nationally on 47 as we're kind of... Yeah, we're sort of probably not quite to the halfway mark, so he's... Um, I suppose uh, on target to go and go and do that again. It's something he likes to try and nail every season. Yeah, and he invariably finishes top five in the Sydney Trainers Premiership as well. And um, it's such a competitive environment. We know we say it every week, um, Rich, but it is. And uh, but he's certainly made his mark on Sydney racing and will do so for many years to come. In case you're wondering, Ma Eustace, 126 winners nationally. Chris Waller, 117. Tony Gollins there, third on 82. Mm. Then James Cummings, Chris Lees and those kinds of uh, trainers. Um, Cameron Crockett, it's been a well-worn path for Cameron down the freeway and back up with these highway horses. It's on again today. G'day, Cameron. How are you? What's, uh, what's all the news? Oh, not a lot. Just heading back down, as you said, heading back down the highway again. Well, it's, it, Rich said, Cameron, it's been a well-worn path, but a successful path. And, well, firstly, congratulations on the, the one, two, three in the highway last week. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a thrill. Um, when the barriers came out there going into that race, I was a bit disheartened, but um, I thought the horses were already put their best foot forward, so... I won't say it was a, a massive surprise, but if we drew inside, I, I would have been a bit less shocked than I was the way they all went. Yeah, no, they all went terrific. Well, you're coming back today with Salir, who is in the Tab Highway. Firstly, Cameron, the rail out nine metres. He's a get-back horse. He's got this tremendous finishing surge. Any concerns there with the rail placement for Salir today? Um, look, I'm not 100% that, that he's a get-back horse. The last couple of runs... Okay sort of circumstances, obviously the wide draw, which unfortunately he does have again today, we've sort of had to go back. We're lucky in his win that they went so hard and then in that next race they didn't make up a lot of ground. He's one of the only horses all day mm. that did make up the ground and Nash got off and actually said to me, he was pretty upbeat um, and said the horse has gone better when he ran third than when he won. So obviously he's got a bit of a task ahead of him today, but come down a bit more comfortable no, like when you've got a horse that's in the market in the highway and you get the better riders on mm. um, it does make it a bit easier it's a, well it makes it a bit easier for me to relax because I'm certainly not going to give James McDonald any instructions <laughs> I'll just leave it all up to him and see what happens hopefully we don't get as far back as, as we have been but um, who knows Who knows what's going to happen from the barrier hopefully they just go along quick enough that he can posse up somewhere a bit closer and finish off he 
when he won when he won his maiden and then he came back and won at Musselbrook, he sat sort of a couple of pairs back behind the speed but had better barriers. And then he just when it, he, like he's always shown above average ability and we've been mm. really patient with him. Like he's five year old and he hasn't had a great deal of starts because I wasn't really handling his his racing that well early in the piece. So he was also a bit of a nervy horse and wanting to overwork. So I think, although he's got back and these race couple of races have probably been a bit short for him, it's probably taught him to settle and breathe and find the line. So mm-hmm. win, lose or draw today, uh, he'll go to the paddock. But look, I do think next preparation, I've always sort of had him as a, penciled in as more of a seven furlong horse, um, probably sitting behind the speed. But he just, he hasn't, been the right horse to do that early so he just had to learn, find his feet and even in his galloping action and everything now he's getting down and, and hitting the line so mm-hmm. as I say no matter what happens today this preparation has been more so building towards um, hopefully bigger things once he steps out of country grade but we just needed to get him doing everything the right way which he started to do now I know he's got a bit far back but as I say that's probably been better than doing what he was doing in his early part of his career when he was sort of giving himself tough runs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Cameron, what would be best case scenario today? Maybe midfield with cover? Of course, it looks like they'll fly again in this field. Your main danger, Penthouse, is drawn out wide. I dare say she'll try and get across. There's plenty of speed drawn around her. So midfield with cover, best case scenario? Uh, I think so. But like I say, I'll just leave it up to James McDonald. He's... He'll, he'll have it worked out. Last week, super extreme, sort of, everyone thought we're going to be way back in the field. I know they went pretty steady, but he um, defied his pattern a little bit. He managed to get him three off with cover in a perfect spot, so hopefully he can do something similar today. If they go way too hard and we do get back well, uh, we'll just have to hope that we can run on, but you can't be doing that all the time. As much as I said, the horse probably needed it for his education and for a building block moving forward. Eventually, you've got to to be competitive once you step up in grade you've got to be a lot closer there's not many horses that can do it from right act so I'll only give James my thoughts on the horse and um, he, he can work the rest out he probably knows what he's going to do already yeah, no, he's a bit like that, isn't he, Rich? James McDonald, he reads the play so well and it'll be interesting to see just where he positions Salir for Cameron today because we know this horse will really hit the line, Rich. No doubt. Hey, Cam, um, country championships, those kinds of horses, what are you looking at in the barn at the moment? Uh, well, I just got Mr Hustle back in. Just spoke with the owners. We skipped any kind of Kosciuszko preparation with him just to target the country champs. He's in a, he's in a good position, that horse, because we know his benchmark rating will get him get him into the qualifier, so we don't have to rush or, or run him in races to try and build up. So he's there. Um, Commando Hunt's come back in. Um, he's come back in. We've got... Uh, I did sort of add a horse-like indicative potentially as a country champs horse, but, again, I don't want to be forced to try and pressure him and do the wrong thing by him. So if he had a short prep, this prep, he'll probably be 12 months away from anything like that. And of course, Salira, I think he'll get 1,400, but again, I think it's just going to come up a bit too quick. And after being so patient with him and getting him doing everything the right way, I I, I wouldn't want to go and jeopardise anything. So after today, he'll go to the paddock. So we don't have a huge hand this year. Um, Just those same two that competed last year and That'll be their last crack at it. So I think they're good enough hopes from what I've seen around the area this year. I don't know how strong it'll be in 
our area this year. It's always normally pretty strong, but there hasn't been a heap of horses that have stood out just yet. So I think Mr. Hustle and Commando are our two main horses moving into the country champs next year. Good on you, Cameron. Always good to chat race morning. And Merry Christmas to you and the team, and good luck in the highway today. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. There is Cameron Crockett with Salir. Sounds like he's on the road somewhere there. Ray, but that's, that's the nature of getting to the highways. Yeah, no, easy drive, though, from, from Scone these days. I was up in Tamworth way about a month ago, and um, uh, so he'll be here, and his team is absolutely flying at the moment, Rich, aren't they? Yeah, no, he's doing a good job, and I'd imagine they have some young horses uh, coming through as well. Uh, the Brad Widdup team comes to Ramwick with uh, some nice chances today and the trainer's with us on the line. G'day, Brad. Good morning, Richard. Morning, Ray. How's, uh, how's the morning there at Hawkesbury going? Yeah, no, everything's been uh, a nice morning. Yeah, good morning, Brad, and welcome home. You had a little family uh, holiday last week or so? Yeah, no, it was great. Um, went over to... Um, Went over the states and uh, like keeping my oldest, he's just finished year twelve, so probably not going to get a chance to have a family holiday again. And I, you know, must have held the gun in my head and <laughs> put me on the plane. So um, yeah, look, it was it, yeah, it was good good break. Um, it's nice to be home. Hang on, you're not one of these trainers who oh do I, do I have to go? Do I leave these horses? Or do I really have to? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to get away, I tell you. But um, anyway, look, it was a good break. Well, I know you still watched the races last week, Brad, because I rang you. I didn't realise you were overseas, but you took my call, thankfully, about Global Osbred, who was terrific. And he'll back up in the Summer Cup all going well on Monday? Yeah, look, he just did a bit of work then. Um, looks in terrific order. And, um, you know, it was, it's great for Chris and Lynn Lawler. They've been really good supporters of mine and, and well, they've been great supporters of um, Hawkesbury trainers for a, a long time and it's, it's good to see them have a um, yeah, nice couple of horses so it was, it was good to see. Exactly. Are you running all three today at Randwick, Brad? Yeah, I think, look, um, I was in two minds with the two-year-old and, mm. and uh, authentic jewel but um, look, just the closer we got to racing and um, after speaking to Connections, I was sort of keen to run, so um, we'll go around. We'll probably ride, like to ride Fire Lane in behind the speed um, today. You know, it's not it's not grand final day just yet for her and just sort of, sort of want to give her a chance to run out, um, you know, 1,200 in a couple of weeks' time. So just want to get a, you know, we don't want to ride as aggressive as uh, second up at Wild. We'll probably just right in behind the speed and um, see how she performs that way. Yeah, well, she's, of course, on the Magic Millions Trail. Brad, really interested in your thoughts on this mare, um, Osbred Fleur, by Maurice. She's won her last two at the, at the Provincials, but they weren't just wins, so to speak. She won by margins. She controlled speed or sat on speed, dominated her races, ran sectionals closing off. It looks a real deal, Brad. Yeah, she does. Look, um, she won her first start from the tail of the field at, um, at Newcastle, and that was a big win as well. So all three of her wins have been um, really, really good. And yeah, and then we sort of second that second preparation, we struck a couple of wet tracks, and you know I was probably trying to ride her a little bit quieter as well. And 
Um, you know, last couple of runs of thrown caution to the wind, just written her a bit positive, but probably the first win was a little bit by default, I'll say that, but, um, you know, obviously she backed it up again and won convincingly ridden closer. So, um, look, there's good speed in there today. Um, I'm not saying we're going to go out and lead, but I'd say we'll be up in that, you know, first four somewhere there and, um... You know, she, she's in terrific order. She looks fantastic. Mm. And, you know, I just think with her dry tracks are a go as well. So um, finally, after two years of rain, we're finally seeing a bit of summer mm. and a bit of sunshine. So it's great. Yeah, and she's certainly putting those um, good performances back to back. Before I f- um, forget, Brad, another Osbred horse that you debuted at Newcastle last Saturday. It was some win. His name's Osbred Rising Sun. Is he a horse we might see in the city soon? Yeah, well, there's a, uh, I think Sunday week, um, New Year's Day, there's a, uh, a three and four-year-old 64, 15, 50-year-old mile there at Canterbury. Um, so I got him down to there. There's not too much. I don't go there. Um, I would have liked to give him an extra week. But look, he's had mm. he's had a lot of ground in that horse. He's, um, you know, he's had a fair bit of trialling and, um, look, yeah, he's in great order too. He's not one of these Maurice's. They just seem to handle work and racing very well. And, um, look, he's, uh, he's come through that run well. So I'll no doubt be uh, definitely nominated and have a look at that race Sunday week. Yeah, last to first, one with authority and a fair bit of arrogance in the end. It was a really exciting win. You mentioned earlier you were in two minds this, earlier this morning about authentic Jewel. You you are going to run on her day. She's a very good mare, but she's been mixing her form a little this prep, Brad. Yeah, she has. And look, um, her form at Randwick hasn't been ideal either, um, if you want to go that far into looking yeah. at things. But, um, yeah, she's got a bit of weight, but she's got a good draw and... Um, I just think if she can get a softer early half of the race, um, it'll help her. So, you know, look, same thing with her. Um, look, if she doesn't perform so hard there, say we'll, we'll um, stop and give her a break. But um, she isn't Magic Millions feeling. We're just trying to, you know, those races, you, you, obviously for the Magic Millions um, for, from the sales, you try to have a crack at them because of the rich prize money. But look, if... Um, yeah, if she doesn't perform today, I think we'll stop and um, just reassess her and just make sure everything's right with her and go again. Fair enough. Well, three good chances today, Brad. Best of luck and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Yeah, no, same to you. Thanks a lot. Good on you. Thank you, Brad Widder. Yeah, a few scratchings coming through. We'll go through those uh, in a little while, Ray, but uh, pretty wild. Comes out of race eight, which I think um, if you... We'll have a chat with Chris Welder shortly, but uh, he and Charlie do an excellent little preview. Um, on a Friday, and that was probably suggested. Kahawati out there as well. Um, so look, I think this will this should hold up pretty well today, Ray. This this meeting, everyone everyone wants to go to their relative's place on Christmas Day and put that and put that DVD in and say, "Oh, did you see the races yesterday? If you didn't, look at this top of it." When is your back to you? That actually does help Authentic Jewel a little there with um, a bit of the speed coming out of race eight. So uh, Brad's man might be able to get some sort of control there. But um, 
Yeah, she's on a day. She's very, very good, but she has just been a bit up and down this prep, hasn't she? Yeah, she's a big pedigree. They'd like to get her back into the winner's stall as well. Let's welcome in our next guest. And, well, by my calculations, he sits there well in the top 10 at the Sydney Metro Jockeys. 19 Metro wins for the season with more to come. I'm sure he'll tell me if my numbers are wrong. And that's Dylan Gibbons. Good morning, Dylan. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. Um, how's the grind? How's the season ticking along in your eyes? Yeah, pretty well. Like you said, you know, I mentioned in that top top percentage of the Sydney Premiership, which, you know, I didn't think, possibly I thought I'd be able to make a good good run of it, but to be sitting there so early in the season, you know, it's, it's quite good to be up there and it's just a matter of trying to keep the ball rolling out. Yeah, good morning, Dylan. And as um, Rich said, you've you've ridden 19 city winners so far. Tyler Shills on 27, Zach Lloyd 23. Is the Apprentices Premiership a goal of yours this season? Yeah, just, I just didn't think it'd be this hard. The boys are absolutely flying, so <laughs> <laughs> not a bad thing. Though. You know, it's a bit of friendly competition. Just make sure we're all in our game. And I think we're all sort of thriving off it, as you can tell. You know, like you said, Tyler's in the high 20s, Zach's low 20s, and it's probably been a while since there's been that many apprentices so high up. So I think we're all sort of thriving on the challenge and it seems to be getting the best out of most of us. But to say competition does tend to bring the best out of people. So, and you're having a great season. Best of luck going forward. Good book of rides this afternoon, uh, Dylan. You start off in race two with Irish Legend, trained by the the master Les Bridge. Two runs back, out to 1800 metres. Bit to like about him today. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot more to like about him too. I think there's plenty under the hood that hasn't um, been exposed yet. He's just speaking to Les and Kieran, they just said he's, for some reason, overdoing it at the minute. So I think his race is going to be won or lost early. If he can settle, you know, the, the guys are pretty confident he's got a lot of ability and can give that race a shake. And, and even in saying that, his runs you know, haven't been disgraceful, but that's been him just sort of doing a little bit wrong too. So in an ideal world, if we can get him to settle, you know, he should hopefully bounce back to near where they think he's at. Yeah, and Mediaro's in the, a right sort of race for it to be competitive, the midway race three? Yeah, the other day I just was handy from a sicky alley and I just said to the guys, he probably just didn't appreciate being used up early. He still tried hard, but just lacked that turn of foot at the end of his race. So hopefully from three we can just sort of pick and choose our spot a bit and then not have to use so many carrots early and he might be able to finish, a, uh, be able to finish race off a bit better. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, do you know much about your ride in the highway? Sue Grills is bringing Justin Reach down from Tamworth and well, she's bringing a, a sprinter in top form but he's got that awkward gait in a he's drawn out wide in a race where there's a lot of speed Yeah, I don't know much about him but uh, I'm good friends with um, Ash Morgan, he's a pretty good judge and he said to me the other day he said the horse just absolutely hated leading he said the win was a lot better than it looked he said he just, he didn't want to be in front and when he was there, the horse just floated the whole time. And, and speaking to him, oh, I think sort of that alley, like you said, with a lot of speed, probably maps that perfect. I should just hope we'll be able to filter in behind him and he should have plenty to chase. And actually, he's got a really good turn of foot when, when he's got some of the chase down. So um, oh, I think he's quite a handy little horse in what looks to be a tough highway. But look, so Sue doesn't come down very often, just had a little poke around. So I'm sure it's a choice here for a reason. Yeah, they're always competitive when Sue brings them to town. I think one of your better rides today, Dylan, is Adam Duggan's horse made by Khan in the midway of a 2000. Last start, he was second up at 2000 at Rose Hill in a race which was run at a brutal tempo. Zoom on one, but I thought made by Khan, who raced on speed, did a super job to hold on and run fourth. Yeah, exactly. He's, um, I 
I would have liked to seen a little bit less less pressure from today, but look, that's, things can change once the gates open. But if hopefully we can just get in the spot somewhere and be comfortable, be able to roll, which he, he seems to appreciate. You know, he, he probably is one of my better rides on the day. The, the gate allows me to stroll forward. It's just a matter of what them ones underneath want to do and and where we sort of get. And as long as we can be in a rhythm somewhere and be able to flow into it when we need, you know, he, he should be right there. We've got um, Prince Aurelius and Main Stage in that race. You might be able to tuck in behind them all going well and he'll be hard to beat, as will Just a Jedi in the staying race. And he brings winning 2,400 metres form to Randwick Town today. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a, a, a big factor for horses when they run over 2,400, when they seem to have that 2,400 metre run under their belt. It, it seems to put them in good stead for their next one. And he did a good job the other day to go to 2,000 to 2,400 and get probably what you'd say is a well-deserved win. He'd been knocking on the door for a while and finally got another win. He gets down in the weights now and he gets a, gets a crack at Sunday grade and it looks to be a, a right sort of race for him from a soft alley. First in line's only second up at a mile. Probably needs that run and probably needs to get out a little bit further. But his run in the Nowra Cup wasn't bad. He wasn't beaten all that far, Dylan. No, exactly. And had to carry a big weight first up. So... Well, he's obviously a horse who's sort of struggling to find his form at the minute, but he has been taken on quite good company. So I'm sure, I'm sure Matt's doing all he can to get him back to where he needs to be, and he may just need this one again. But look, hopefully we can just see a positive showing from him. I think Edward Cummings, Mayor Sunborn, your ride in race eights, flying under the radar a little with your claim. Gee, she gets in well at the weights. What did you make of her last start run at Canterbury? No, I actually loved her run. It was just one of them races where they... Um, they run along and, and kept running. And if you go look at her sectionals, you know, she's, she's run a great race, but just the tempo they went and they were able to quicken off it, you, you just couldn't really see how well she was attacking the line. I, I said that the other day. I said I loved her run and take nothing away from her. She tried hard, but yeah, like you said, another one that's, you know, two kilos off, she gets down on the minimum 54 and drawn the middle of the pack, she should get a smother somewhere and hopefully if they overdo it and stop a bit, she should be able to get over the top of them late, hopefully. Yeah, I think she's over the odds. Crystal Breeze, second up, was really good at Mudgee over an unsuitable trip and gets out to 1,400, working his way back to something like his best form. Yeah, exactly. He's probably got the perfect setup. He's had them two runs under his belt now, steps up to 14, drawn a little bit sticky, but look, Ramwick's a nice big track, so you can sort of you can just get cover somewhere, that'll be probably the key to his chances, but yeah, like you said, he's run the other day, suggested he might be getting back to near his best, and we all know what he can do when he's on top of his game, so I think Chris found the right sort of race for him, and he's looking ready to pick third up now. And you're right in the last is Devil's Throat now, he goes to Ramick off the back of an unplaced run at Rose Hill but the more you look at that run, the more you realise a horse just had zero luck from an outside gate, three and four wide posted unfortunately you've got a wide gate today but his form prior to that Rose Hill run was excellent so he might be another bit of a, for- a forgotten horse here, Dylan? Yeah definitely, like you said the, the draw is probably not ideal but You'd probably rather be drawn wide around like than you would Rose Hill. So the fact he was only beaten two the other day, you know, shows he's obviously going well. And if we can just get that little bit of luck early, it does look the right sort of race for him to hopefully bounce back and, and be in the top three somewhere. You know, obviously Bjorn's horse looks quite smart and down the weights, but it's, it's taken another big step up in grade, so you never know. Uh, Dylan, tremendous summation of all nine rides today. Um, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Best of luck this afternoon and, and thanks for your time on a, on a Saturday morning, mate. That's all right. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you all too.
Good on you, Dylan. Thank you. Dylan Gibbons there. And I suppose, Ray, for quite a few of the riders, uh, you ride today and Christmas Day is spent doing form for Monday. Where he has <laughs> yeah. he has another yeah. big book there. And then all up Gosford on Wednesday. Mm. So that's that's the life. And I'm, I'm tipping Dylan wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, and I don't think there'll be too much turkey or ham consumed tomorrow either, but it is a busy time for racing, isn't it? And what a brilliant summation of all nine rides there. Rich, he probably wouldn't have ridden most of them before, but he certainly knew the nuances of each of his rides, and uh, he's ready to go this afternoon. No, 100%, and uh, as you well know, Ray, we, um, you know, we when I say we, media, um, we... No. We ask a bit of our young riders. We put mm. uh, microphones in their face and all sorts of things <laughs> to, to talk to us, but um, they're pretty good at the uh, the young men and women. They speak very, very well, as does the next man we're about to speak to, the team going great guns. I, don't want, I wonder what the ceiling is with, with Gundy Bridge. Adrian mm. Bott, good morning, Adrian. Merry Christmas. Yeah, good morning, Richard. Good morning, right? What's uh, what's happening at Ramwick this morning? Oh, busy morning. Um, yeah, lovely morning out here. Um, some nice... Nice young youngsters coming through that, um, and, and the carnival horses are sort of back in and going through the early, early paces. So there's uh, yeah, interesting time of year. Yeah, good morning, Adrian. As Rich mentioned, um, a good week for the stable, a treble on Wednesday, and Gundy Bridge, this horse who's on the comeback trails now, put two huge wins back to back, and uh, he's an emerging. Um, is he a, a miler or a stayer? What, what, what's your gut feel there, Adrian? Look, I, I think probably. 1400 is probably going to be the right right trip for him. I, I think he's got such, um, yeah, we, we could potentially look to stretching him out to the mile in time. Uh, but yeah, I think next next step we'll sort of probably um, try and find that nice 1400 metre race for him. There's plenty of nice options in um, in that range, so he can be pretty effective if he's uh, he's got a good cruising speed. Um, yeah, high cruising speed. Um, then yeah, it'd be interesting if he could if he could sustain that over over the mile. Yeah, it'd be be, be very exciting, no doubt. Yeah, he is an exciting horse, as is the filly who you'll be saddling up in the opener today, Platinum Jubilee. She's coming back to the races after that tremendous debut win in the gym crack. When she came from last on the turn, it was a phenomenal performance. But I've been interested in her recent trials, Adrian, and she's been ridden sort of more for almost putting herself on the speed with natural pace. So you've drawn the outside of the eight-horse field today. Uh, can I ask what the likely tactics might be for Platinum Jubilee? Yeah, it's interesting. She, she, she has always had the tactical speed. Um, in <laughs> her in her first trial but, but before the, the gym crack at the, uh, the official two-year-old trial, she, she led up her trial and, and, yep. and won her trial quite, quite nicely doing it in that order. It's probably just the... Uh, the circumstances on the day in that particular race, there was a good bit of speed. She was out wide, a lot of speed, yeah, obviously, sort of un- underneath her. So um, she just came back nicely uh, 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 under Regan. And, um, yeah, with the pressure on up front, it probably, uh, yeah, worked worked in her favour and sort of, um, yeah, sort of really sort of fell into her hands there late. But she, uh, obviously not easy for a two-year-old to sort of get out of their ground that far and uh, pick them up even sort of from the position where she was. Um, yeah, sort of the furlong. She she she's she done a great job there, and, and the times back that up. So, um, but it, but in saying that, she's uh, got the tactical speed like we saw in the most recent trial. Um, you know, obviously, sort of yeah, expecting this this race shape to be very different to um, mm. to when we saw her um, in, in the gym crack there. So, wide draw. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit tricky for us, but um, yeah, if she's able to show the speed today, we'll, we'll, we'll probably look to utilise it. 
your relatives is out, so it's just the, the seven now. Um, we were talking about this during the week, Adrian, how strong a two-year-old race this is, and I'm indebted to Glenn Munzer. He's texted me the last time the Jim Kraken Breeders winner met and a Sydney racetrack before Christmas is way back in 1993. So whoever came up with this decision to um, make the Drinkwise Plater a set weights two-year-old race, it's a masterstroke, Adrian. Yeah, I think it really has been. Um, you know, like obviously it's a, um, you know, these horses just coming back off a break, the 1,100 metres um, resuming is, is an ideal distance to start at. Um, you know, obviously those quality horses, um, you know, resuming with the, with the penalty there. So the set weights is obviously in their in, in their favour and um, you know the three weeks lead into Magic Billion which you know in, any of the young horses that are up and going at, at this time of year um, you know that's sort of where they're really looking to, to target so to have that right lead in um, yeah it's, I think it's been a great benefit to you know allow, allow these horses to, to remain in Sydney um, you know before before leaving for the before their grand final. Exactly, yeah. King of Clubs in race six he's second up at 2400 he resumed in the the zoom on race you ran the one two that day and the way he hit the line it was a terrific comeback run from a, an imported stayer who looks ready to really start to make his mark now adrian yeah i, I think there's a, a lot more to come from from this horse and, and we still you know may not see his, his full potential this campaign he still still you know physically looks to be another preparation away but um very encouraging signs there first up uh probably showed he was going to appreciate in, in, in need of getting out in trips so i'm um, looking forward to seeing him over the 2400 today um the way he hit the line um mm-hmm. yeah I, lo- I love the way that he settled there was a, a a lot to like about that um you know performance going going forward to these staying races and i think he's going to be a, a nice progressive type for us that we can see in um you know better better races in in, in preparations to come it was impossible to miss his run. He did enjoy that that um, torrid tempo at Rose Hill. But, um, Adrian, the, the stewards may actually have King of Clubs potentially coming across and possibly leading today. It's not a lot of speed in this 2,400-metre race. Have any thoughts as what you may ask Josh Parr to do on King of Clubs this afternoon? I was, certainly feel he could be um, more forward than, than, than what yeah. we saw at, at Rose Hill there. Um, yeah, just naturally stepping up in trip. And as you, as you said, the... Uh, the, the tempo there and, and the draw we've got. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking to naturally be, be, be positive with him. Um, so I can see him settling um, closer to the speed, um, you know, uh, setting a lot closer to the speed today, I'd say. Exactly. And Mr Dependable, he's out to the Randwick Mile, firm track. When he's right, he can run very good time at a high cruising speed. Is he back to something like his best form after that first up run? Yeah, I hope so. Like, um, I obviously lost a bit of confidence there from 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 that first up run because I thought he'd been uh, trialling and, and and training well going into that particular race. Um, he had a long time off the scene and he, he just chased a really hot speed, hot tempo. Um, yeah, was up against some sort of fast fit horses. I think that just left him very vulnerable. Um, he's pulled up fine from that and uh, looks to have trained on nicely since. And yeah, the, the shape of the race today should be should be a lot more suitable for him. So. Um, obviously, want to see it from him first, but he, he's got the talent, he's got the ability there, uh, no, no doubt. Um, but at least we get the, the right track conditions and, and, and a more suitable suitable race for him today. And just finally, Adrian, uh, the novelist goes to Brisbane to run in the BJ McLaughlin at Doomben this afternoon. 
his debut win at Kembla, 56-66 for the 1,000, broke 33 coming home, looked to do it with plenty in reserve. Um, that was a really impressive debut performance by the novelist. Yeah, it was. He's, uh, he's, he's a real straightforward professional two-year-old. He um, yeah, even sort of um, sort of being asked early in, in, in the race to take up a position. I, I love just sort of even through the middle stages, he, he came back underneath James Lovely at a horse, um, you know, putting plenty of pressure on him throughout and he just looked to keep a nice rhythm and, um, you know, it was really, really professional when James sort of needed to go through his gears. There was a, a pretty immediate response and, um, yeah, yeah, that certainly showed on, on the clock. So, um, you know, the way his racing manners, um, you know, his professionalism, I, I don't see there being any issues stepping up to the 1200 today, um, you know, particularly off the back of a, you know, a, a strong grounding there um, last start. So, um, you know, looks a looks a nice natural progression for him. Obviously, want to get him qualified for the Magic Moon, so it's an important race for him today. You know, a nice horse. Hey, Adrian, thanks again for your time on a Saturday morning. Um, congratulations to you and Gay for what's been a tremendous year, and and Merry Christmas, and um, we'll see you at the track. And, and to you, thanks very much, guys. Good on you, Adrian Bott. Yeah, it's uh, been quite the run for their team and uh, Gay Waterhouse for one. Loves nothing more, Ray, than winning these uh, any two-year-old mm. race. And uh, that, that filly's right in the mix. And, what, and we can't forget about Regan Bayless as well. Um, yeah. Um, he's a fair part of that team now. He rode the treble at Warwick Farm on Wednesday too, didn't he? And um, yeah. he slotted in really well with Talek Lodge and uh, another gun young rider in Sydney racing the depth of our riding ranks. We say it every time, Rich, but, gee, it's it's um, a terrific pool of riding talent in Sydney at the moment. Chris Walters joining us for a chat. Chris, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you, boys, and all the listeners. Any, uh, any elf on the shelf action happening in the Waller household? Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's sort of in, it's sort of at a transition stage where a few more questions being asked this year with a nine-year-old or thirteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> they believe what they want to believe, and uh, there's more Christmas presents on offer. I guess they um, choose to believe in Santa Claus. Seven, se- <laughs> seven's the new seventeen now, Chris. They know plenty <laughs> at that age. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, Chris, you might have had an early Christmas present, I think, looking at Chris Waller Racing socials during the week. The champ, Nature Strip, he, he's back yeah. at Rose Hill. Yeah, he is. Most of our yeah, most of our carnival horses are back in, Ray. And um, all those mature horses, they always come back looking well. It's more the sort of the three-year-olds that you're hoping continue to put on weight and develop. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he looks great. And... Um, yeah, looking forward to the autumn with him. He'll be running as early as mid-February, and that's how quickly it all comes around. Yeah, he'll be probably trying back in the next month, and uh, I think we heard earlier, 80 days to the Golden Slipper. It's hard to believe, but anyway, yeah. we've got plenty to look forward to today as well. Um, Chris, Logan Street Line you've brought down from Brisbane, where he's been racing well. He gets out to 1,800 metres. What's your feel about him at the 1,800, Chris? Um, that's the reason for bringing him down. He just lacks that acceleration over a mile last start. He had the run of the race and just didn't quite finish off. So extra distance. Good draw, um, even race. Probably needs to lift a little bit, but he's certainly not without a chance. Okay, in the third, you've scratched E Street and Navy Seal, relying on Estadio Mistala. Chris, he was so impressive at his Australian debut at the Rose Hill Midweeks, but last start, um, his second Australian start, was it tempo related because it was a, a, a dawdling run race for a fair yeah. part of that contest? 
Yeah, in my eyes it was. Um, it brought him undone with his, with his mm. tractability for the keen. And as well, those on-pace horses just seemed to kick turning for home and, and left the back markers struggling. So I think two legitimate excuses. Insane that he was beaten a long way, but better draw today, providing he settles. Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason why he couldn't bounce back. You've decided to back up with Smirk um, after her run behind Global Ospreay last week. She gets out to 2,400. Um, can you make a case for her to improve this afternoon? Uh, she just got caught wide without colour last Saturday. She's still beaten a long way, but um, just hoping she gets a better run from the good gate. And she's, she ran fourth in the Queens and Oaks, so distance will be no problem. Agnelli? Um, can't see any positives at home. He's a poor worker, but mm. he's been there all his career, and he's actually quite competitive once he gets out to this distance, so... I guess it's the right race. He gets a nice run from a good draw with James aboard. So he's a rough chart. Okay. Uh, Democracy Manifest looks one of the stable's better chances today. He's in tremendous form. I guess the only question mark, Chris, is the 1600. Any issues for you? Not really, no. Especially with the soft draw. Um, We should just get a nice run where James is happy to switch him off and it's a little bit stronger, I guess, than the last start race. Um, there's a couple in there that deserve respect, but he really does look like a good horse. Um, and he's finishing his 1,400 so strongly, so I'd say mile will be no problem as a fit horse. I was going to say, Chris, he's got the ability to reel off some terrific closing sectionals, and that would suggest he's a horse who could continue to go through the grades. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we won't go too much further this prep, but I guess today is just helping us decide on what distance you'll be running over when he returns. Okay, yeah. Two mares in race eight. Kerr Royale, I thought, was good first up. Gets an opportunity today to potentially be ridden with cover. That's the key to her, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, it is. Yeah, she was a bit keen first up, mm. um, but I just think it was fresh. At home, she relaxes well, so... Yeah, just that's the key for her today. She just needs to switch off, conserve energy, and then she'll be better in the finish. Simple as cons- cons- simple as that. So, yeah. um, pretty good draw, and she's going to run very well. Absolutely, Vienna Princess. Kind of a month between runs, but she was terrific at call for winning a stakes race. And has she trained on well, Chris? She has. Yeah, we gave her a few days in the paddock. Um, kept her fresh for today. And today's a lead up for three weeks' time in the Magic Million three-year-old race. So hopefully there's um, good speed on up front and they overdo it a little and it'll give her a chance to finish off strong. Yeah, as she did at Caulfield where she won the Twilight Glow. Uh, race nine, Chris Robusto. I think we all saw what happened to him in the Democracy Manifest race a couple of weeks ago at Randwick. Yeah. That's racing sometimes. He's drawn an inside gate here, but clear galloping room. But he does look one of the best chances in, the, in race nine. Yeah, even though he's got a good draw, he won't be too close. He's just found a, a, a good pattern being ridden conservatively. So without wasting barrier two, I suppose, midfield, maybe a pair closer if he's there without doing any work. Mm. I guess that's the only query of today's race. doesn't look a lot of genuine speed. So James will work that out and um, hopefully get a bit of clear galloping room. Yep, and Kalino in the last, um, a bit of residual fitness, I suppose, from 
the back end, or from the middle part of the spring, had a nice tick over trial in between. Um, fitness levels for the 1200? Um, fitness levels are good, just whether it's far enough. Mm. Um, it's sort of about a 14 to mile type horse. But in saying that, a lot of his resuming runs have been on wet tracks and things like that. So, um, the team at home that ride them work and that, they're pretty happy with them and wouldn't be surprised if you ran a cheesy race fresh. You're terrific. And just quickly, Chris, a couple of good chances up at Doombin. I hope I pronounced this correctly. Is it Chrys or the two-year-old Colt yeah. better than Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, yeah, he's in a strong race, um, mm. the Chris Munt's horse. I think there's another one from Sydney, but it really looks a strong race. Um, but he's drawn just to sit on their backs and if they overdo it up front, he'll finish off strong. He's a, he's a nice progressive horse that won his maiden well and he's trialled since. And yeah, he's on, on track to the Magic Millions. Yeah, he won his Sunshine Coast maiden hitting the line strongly. And Skyman's in the Burnbra plate, Chris and Blondo in the Falvalon both look competitive chances as well. Yeah, well, Skyline just, well, the, the race just wasn't really run to suit in the Ingham. Um, and he ran a terrific race. So he'll run well. And Blondo, probably a touch short. It's a prep run going into the Magic Billions in three weeks' time, but he's won over the distance before, and he'll be getting home strong late. So hopefully he just gets there in time. Terrific, Chris. I think you need two winners to raise the bat for a half century of City wins today. So um, best of luck. Thanks for joining us this morning, and, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you very much, and same to all of you guys. Just quickly, Chris, what's the weather forecast like around Auckland mm-hmm. uh, su- and Sunday mm-hmm. and Monday? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's enough for Polly, but, um, <laughs> yeah, she's running into the Bill Classic, Polly Gray, 2,000-metre weight for age race. I went through the form last night, and it doesn't look an overly strong race. Sometimes those New Zealand middle-distance horses can be very sharp, very strong. Um, but this year looks an easier addition. So, yeah, I had to check tomorrow morning, or, sorry, Boxing Day morning, um, because uh, yeah, if it's a soft, soft track or worse, you'll certainly come right into it. Good on you, Chris. Merry Christmas Thanks again. And good luck today across the weekend. See you later. Good on you, Chris. Well, there. <laughs> and uh, busy team, as always. Ray, I might let you get yourself <laughs> organised for some Sydney form. Anthony Manton will join uh, Munns and the crew shortly, and I might knock over some scratchings around the place. Thanks so much, Rich. Good on you, Ray. Big thanks to our guests who join us on Race Morning. Let's go to the scratchings for Ramwick today. 26 for Christmas Eve Racing. Good four. Penetrometer 5.19. The rail's at nine metres at Ramwick today. It is a beautiful Sydney day. Race one, take out number seven. Relatives, race one, number seven. You'll see a few of those tomorrow, maybe. Race two is clear. Race three, take out three, Tempanist, four, East Street, six, Naval Seal, and 12, Noble, Noble Beauty. Three, four, six, and 12 from race three. Race four, ta- uh, race four take out five, Raul, eight, The Storm in Me, 14, Hardy, 16, Sapito Beauty, and 17, Volterra. Five, eight, 14, 16, 17 out of race four. Race five, take a number 11, Dragon Dream, and 12, Real Peace. 11 and 12 from race five. Race six is cleared. Race seven, take out number three, Black Sail. Seven, five, Kingdom. 
and nine, Max Schnell. Three, seven, and nine from race seven. Race eight, scratch four, Pretty Wild. Seven, Star Beretta. And 11, Kahawati. Four, seven, and 11 from race eight. Race nine, scratch two, Maran Par. Five, Colino. And 14, Estadio Mastala. Two, five, and 14 from race nine. And race 10, now comes four, Cuban Royale. 11, Ringmaster. Nick Burney says no. And 12, Water Goes. Four, 11, and 12 from race 10. A uh, couple of lace scratchings here. I suppose they were emergencies anyway. Uh, 18, uh, race four, the highway, Litsomania, 18, and 19, Astralis. So details there for Ramic Racing today. Let's go to Wyong. Uh, racing at Wyong today, good four. Rails out three metres the entire seven races from Wyong and there are 11 scratchings. Races one and two are clear. Race three, take out ten, Monga Lalea. Race three, number ten. Race four, scratch six, Hot Sunday. Nine, Off to Hizzle. Ten, Chili Jam. And 12, Super Sprocket. Six, nine, ten and 12 from race four. Race five, take out six, Selfie Time. 10, Maslina. And 13, Oakfield Triumph. Six, 10, and 13 from race six. Race seven, uh, race six, take out number seven, Super Duper and 11, Cushies. Uh, seven and 11 from race six. And number seven, uh, race seven, take out 13, the chosen one. Race seven, number 13. 11 scratchings for Wyong today. Uh, racing at the Valley uh, in Victoria today, Nine races, good four, rail out two metres the entire, and scratching is 20. Race one, take out three, Invincible Shield. Race two is clear. Race three, four, Mr Moppet. Seven, Capital Rain, and nine, Mr Mark come out. Four, seven, and nine out of race three. Race four, take out one, Doucet. Seven, Capital Theatre, and 11, Fly Nice. One, seven, and 11 from race four. Race five, take out six, See Marie. Race six, uh, number one, Brasada. Two, Water into Wine. Five, Let's See. Eleven, Set Us Free. And 14, The King's Gospel. So race six out of uh, the valley, uh, numbers one, two, five, 11 and 14 come out. Race seven, scratch two, confrontational, and three, uh, Netanyahu. Two and three from race seven. Race eight, scratch 11, swell to magic. Race at number 11. And race nine, take out number 11, Donna Natalina. 15, Snappy Little Thing. 17, Brazen Brando. And 18, Broadside Armour. 11, 15, 17, 18 from race nine at the Valley. 20 scratchings for the big program there. Dean Lester, Mark Hunter, the boys after nine o'clock. Uh, Doombin in Queensland, a little way off final scratching time, but we'll have a look here. Nine races uh, to good four. Rails at half a metre the entire uh, course here. 28 scratchings. Race one, take out four, Logan Street Lion. Seven, Sagacious. And eight, Mavella Ruler. Four, seven, eight from race one. Race two, take out eight, Steinbrenner. Race two, number eight. Race three, scratch six, Robusto. Nine, Gerrymander. And ten, Silver Pearl. Six, nine, and ten from race three. Race four, take out eight, Busting. And 14, Mink Star. Eight and 14 from race four. Race five, clear. Race six, out comes four, Crystal Breeze. Seven, Estero. Twelve, Bluff and Bluster. And 13, Weekend Affair. Four, seven, 12 and 13. 
13 from race six up there at Dooman. Race seven, take out five, Dashing Willoughby, and seven, Mar and Par. Five and seven from race seven. Race eight, take out five, 12, 16, and 17. That's five, 12, 16, 17, 18 from race eight. And race nine, take out two, three, four, seven, nine, 12, 16 and 18. So again, race nine, out comes two, three, four, seven, nine, 12, 16 and 18. And we're going to Murray Bridge in South Australia for the day of racing there. Nine races, good for Rail True, Adelaide Racing, Murray Bridge. 12 scratchings, race one clear. Race two, take out five, Munster. Race two, number five. Races three and four are clear. Race five, outcomes two, Spark Up and eight. Not a single bid, two and eight from race five. Race six, that comes three, Sue Lenoir and four, Dalamax, three and four from race six. Race seven, take out nine, Badge and Bell, or Badge and Bell, and 12, Little Wonder, nine and 12 from race seven. Race eight, scratch five, Grinzinger Prince, six, Mr. Marathon Man, and 12, Kenyon Wonder, five, six, and 12 from race eight. Race nine, take out four, East India Man, and 11 will uh, fly away. Race nine, Adelaide. 4 and 11 coming out. Five past eight, break on Racing HQ Saturday. The Sydney form on the other side. Hey trainers, is your horse a fussy eater? Can't keep weight on, has loose manure, anxious behaviour or is prone to tying up? Racing and intense exercise is stressful to the gut, which can affect performance. Poseidon Animal Health has the answers with their new racing specific supplement Digestive RP. Targeting the entire digestive system, Digestive RP will power performance from within. Visit PoseidonThoroughbred.com to learn how to best fuel your horse's engine. That's PoseidonThoroughbred.com Australia's favourite windows and doors. Excuse me, i just got to get the door. Jess, can you take over, please? Yep, sure. Australia's favourite windows and doors are available at... Ah, sorry. Now someone's knocking at the back door. Um, how about we let the main voiceover guy take over? Wideline Windows and Doors. Bring over 50 years of producing quality Australian-made windows and doors that bring life into your home. Enhance the feeling of home with Wideline Windows and Doors. Inquire now at wideline.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Fix Dodds on all races at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on a massive 28 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. A horse is a country trainer, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Randwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www www.patriotbloodstock.com.au Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696. 
Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Welcome back to the show. Seven minutes past eight. Sydney forms shortly. Chairman of Stewards for Racing New South Wales is Steve Ralton. Steve, a Merry Christmas to you and good morning. Oh, thank you, Richard, and to you and all the listeners as well. Uh, everybody has a, an enjoyable festive season. I'd imagine this would not be the time of year for any of your staff to put in for too much annual leave. No, that's that's <laughs> true. We're, we're, I was just looking at the Boxing Day, we've got race meetings everywhere. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty busy time of the year, but... Um, Racing's always uh, enjoyable around this, um, around this period too. It is. Uh, horses of note, Steve, out of recent reports, please. Only a few. Uh, race three, number two, Estadio Mestalia. Um, last start, of course, went back from the outside gate. Only a field of, uh, of eight, but had to go back from the wide gate. And the, the race, the pace of the race didn't suit it. Uh, horse seemed to resent that through its head up and uh, the race, they dawdled through the middle stages and it developed into a sprint home, so it was um, impacted by that. Uh, race five, number five, Olympic Gaze, um, began awkwardly, settled back as is customary, uh, held up for clear running from the 400 to the 200 and although it, it ran ninth of 10, it was only beaten three lengths and found the line quite well, so it didn't have a lot of luck in the early part of the straight. And uh, the last one, race nine, number 11, Robusto, similarly from its outside gate last start of 13, uh, went, went all the way back and then was held up for clear running for most of the straight and didn't have uh, much luck. It was 10th of 14, beaten 4.2 lengths, but uh, again, it's drawn more favourably today. Good on you, Steve. Nice report and we'll see you at the track shortly. Many thanks. Thanks, Richard. Good on you. Steve Ralton always joins us on a Saturday morning. If it's not Steve, it's Tom Moxon to give us the latest on uh, on stewards' reports. And yeah, the odd, odd, more than the odd horse. It might have been a bit unlucky or things have gone um, not quite the right way, but that's why we had the stewards on. Those reports are readily available. Jump onto the Racing New South Wales website and those stewards' reports go up relatively quickly, uh, quickly after those meetings. Ray, welcome back. Keen to dive into a Christmas Eve program. So hopefully we can find a few winners this afternoon. Anthony Manson has a busy schedule. Not that his normal schedule isn't all that busy, but it's great to have him join us for the Sydney Form on a good day of racing. Anthony, good morning to you. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ray. I am uh, I'm Sky Racing's number 14, I like to call myself. <laughs> I'm called off the bench for all sorts of things. It's been seven years since I've done this role, would you believe it, Richard? Well, you're versatile, and that's uh, that's why you're here, and it's good to have you with us for the next hour, and we'll be talking to Anthony. Uh, you might have a few radio spots coming up. We will make use of him. Don't worry. Um, I'm tipping it's a fairly big day tomorrow in the Munsey compound, more grandkids poking up all around the place, and big Christmas day for everyone. Hello, Muns. Yes, good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to Ray. Good morning to uh, Anthony, all of the listeners. Yes, it's uh, always a big day in the Munsey. A big week in the Munsey household, Richard. Uh, last night we celebrated uh, my little sister and her husband had a joint 50th birthday party. Uh, my big sister is her birthday today, Christmas Eve. So happy um, happy birthday to Michelle. And that's always a, a party at the, the Munsey uh, residence, uh, the compound over there in the eastern suburbs. And then uh, the Battlers have their day out 
here in the Golden Southwest tomorrow. So, uh, and then just roll into Boxing Day and the races again. So, uh, uh, Anthony, seven years. Uh, what do you like at reading the prices out? Um, I might get you to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> fill in that role if you wouldn't mind. Uh, give me a bit of a rest. <laughs> We've had a bit of practice at that as well. I worked with you many years ago in a similar role, so I can handle it as well. Beautiful. There's a chance for you there. You've got to get it off him first, Anthony. Let's dive into this uh, <laughs> meeting today. Cedarol's start the day. Let's get stuck in. Munns, the drink-wise plate. You can't tell me that punters won't want to have a good look at this race. Empire of Japan versus Godfather versus Platinum Jubilee. Tell us a bit about this tab market, if you will. Yeah, and of course, this will reshape the Magic Millions market, as will the uh, the BJ McLaughlin at uh, Doombin today. But uh, the first here, we start with Empire of Japan, who is the $2.40 favourite. Godfather at $4.60. Cathay Bracelet is a $31 chance. Fire Lane is a $10 pop. Platinum Jubilee at $2.50. Pretty Row, uh, the earmuffs pre-race uh, for this two-year-old, making its debut for Robert and Luke Price. A $26 chance. Relatives is out. The deduction there, two cents a win and one cent the place. And Super Norwest. Um, big group of owners there. I know Leviathan owner Gavin Carmody who's, uh, who'll be hosting Sky Thoroughbred Central today has two runners in today. If GP Carmody in Super Norwest is the same as the GP Carmody that's in Green Shadows later on. Um, Gav, uh, it is a $41 pop. Uh, roughly 70% more money on Empire of Japan than Platinum Jubilee and just looking for all the other runners at the moment. Speed Ray. Interesting, Rich. Um, look, Godfather led almost by default when he won his debut at Eagle Farm. It might be the case today. We heard from Brad Widdup. He wants to take a, a sit with Fire Lane. It all comes back to what Regan Bayless wants to do on Platinum Jubilee and the intent he shows early Empire of Japan will be stalking this pace. Intriguing speed map, Anthony. Couldn't agree more, Ray. Uh, I think from Platinum Jubilee from the outside gate in a small field, maybe they just put the foot down and try and cross them. She was pretty fast in a recent trial at Rose Hill, and I think she's probably got the toe in, considered that Fire Lane wants to take a sit. And as you said, Godfather found the lead in Brisbane on default. I hope he pushes the button and sends her straight to the front. Your numbers, Anthony. Five, one, two, and six. I'll lean her way. I think the Phillies come back in slightly better order than the Colt Empire of Japan. It obviously sets up as a as a great battle between the two. She's had two trials. She looked very sharp in that recent trial at Rose Hill when she crossed. There was nine in that trial. She crossed them easily. She ran fast time. It was the fastest of the nine 900-meter heats for the morning. I think she's just made a little bit more progression than the Colt. Obviously, they were both very impressive winning on their debuts in the gym crack and the Breeders' Plate. But if she can get across and find the fence and the lead, and just based on that most recent trial, I'm, I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that they do that. I think she's the one to beat. From one, Empire of Japan, he's also looked very good at the trials. I'm no knock on him. I just think the other one might have made a little bit more progression. Um, Godfather probably positions right behind them. He'll get every chance to run well. And I thought this first start at number six, Pretty Row, uh, gets an inside gate to follow on debut. We've only seen it once at the trials. And it set outside the leader in a recent Randwick trial, but they ran very fast time that day. And uh, as I said, with the inside gate for its debut, I'm just keeping a watch on it. But uh, five to beat one, two, six. 
I'm leaning towards Godfather here, boys. I, look, I, I thought there was a lot of merit in his Eagle Farm win. He, he controlled the tempo. He ran home at fast sectionals, won very easily. That was only two weeks ago. That race fitness edge just might be... Um, decisive here and at the odds I just thought two Godfather might be the way to go but look no knock on one Empire of Japan or five Platinum Jubilee they are top class two year olds and this is a tremendous uh, juvenile opener to the meeting this afternoon of the rest four fire lane her two runs have been very very good but she's taking on some really good two year olds here looking forward to the opener two Godfather on top from one Empire of Japan five Platinum Jubilee and four fire lane. Good race. Great race to start the day. Uh, Darren Flindell will be with us for Behind the Gates and uh, join the conversation there. But uh, we'll get uh, we'll get Darren's numbers for you shortly on the two-year-olds and the other races on the day. Race two, Munns, the Bisley Workwear. And we have a benchmark 78 going over the 1,800 metres. Yes, uh, just that magic millions market as it stands at the moment, uh, Richard. And as I said, will be impacted by this first race. Empire of Japan, the $5 favourite for the Magic Mians, over Platinum Jubilee at $6. Now, Miss Cuda will go around in the BJ McLaughlin at Doom as a $9 chance. Godfather's at 11 Empress of Wonder at 11 and then a number of runners at $15, including the Novelist, who will go around at Doom as well. So uh, we'll have a, a new market on the Magic Mians today, as uh, is the case, and changes every day in the lead-up to that race in a few weeks' time. The second, as you said, the business work we're here and we start with the court deep uh, of course uh, morning to the deep family there that's uh, probably tuning in uh, it is a was twelve dollars earlier today and uh, still is court deep uh, we've got irish legend now earmuffs pre-race on this imported galloper uh, irish legend and it is a seven dollar chance we've got logan street lion scratch from Duma to run here and it is three dollars eighty and favorite mark schnell at twelve dollars deficit on the backup from last saturday at five dollars fifty golden gorge is a thirteen dollar chance we've got touristic with the earmuffs pre-race at six dollars Timphonist is an $8 chance. The Dramatist, morning to Rod Northam and the team there, at $11. And Pacini is at $81. Most popular runner here, Logan Street Lion. Now, no scratchings here, as much as $5.50. Bet about this galloper. He's been all around the world. He hasn't started in Sydney, but he has started in Melbourne and Brisbane. He's been $5.55, since Wednesday. Has more than doubled the investment on the second pick, which is deficit basically unchanged at the 550 and touristic a very interesting import having his second start in australia uh he's 10 into as short as 550 and back out to six dollars ray yeah i think mark snell probably leads here rich um quite comfortably court deep might come across and potentially put some pressure on mark snell court deep does like to roll forward in his races i think the likes of logan street lion deficit and golden gorge should get lovely runs just off the speed probably average tempo here anthony I saw it the same way, Ray. Numbers are five to beat three, eight and one. I'm giving Deficit a chance here. He's had three runs back from a spell. I thought it was a pretty good run last start behind Colour Sergeant. It was a really slowly run race. He was mathematically no hope of winning, but he did a great job to get with within sort of a length and three quarters of the winner. 
peaks here, fourth up, getting to 1,800 metres. I'd like to see them be positive and use the gate. He gets a good draw for Ben Mellon here. And he does have the ability to position closer. If you go through his form earlier on, his career has a position closer in the run. And as Ray said, hopefully just off the speed. And that's good enough to see him uh, just about win this, I would have thought. From number three, Logan Street line down from Queensland. But they've really picked their right mark with him. Uh, looks a good a good race to bring him to Sydney for. It is his first time beyond a mile. He'll get every chance to run it from an inside gate. Horse number eight, Timpanist, was really strong through the line, winning at its most recent run, and that form has stacked up with the second horse winning at Warwick Farm on Wednesday, so I'm no knock on him. While number one, Court Deep, probably rides the speed. And if you go on that first up win at Bendigo, it was a really tough effort. That secret glamour form reads really good. And uh, even the third horse out of that, he's exceptional, has won a couple of times since. So that's a really strong form reference, and he's a horse that rides the speed and gives himself every chance. Five, three, eight, and one. I'm with deficit too, Anthony. I think there are plenty of excuses for his Randwick run last week. He just got um, uh, held up for a, a vital stage in what was the sprint home, as Anthony pointed out. I think his last 100 metres was indicative of a horse who's uh, looking for 1,800 metres now, and uh, I think this race will be run too soon. I agree. He can take up a, a slightly closer position in the run. I think he gets run of the race here, Anthony. I think he gets his chance. Um, eight Timpanis, underrated horse. He was third up the other day and gee he was good running down Billiton. Billiton's come out and won again at the Warwick Farm midweek so the form around Timpanist is strong and I know this is a tougher race but uh, he's an improving horse and he does run a strong 1800. Logan Street Lion uh, gets out to 1800 metres now we heard from Chris Waller earlier that's the reason he's brought him to Sydney from Brisbane he just wasn't or didn't have the toe to run a strong run 1600 metres 1800 metres he needs now and 7-2 rest six the interesting runner I thought he's a strong in debut at Rose Hill in the Tenderize race was an eye catcher and he can only improve. Five, eight, three and seven, deficit on top in the second. Uh, Darren tips in front of us here and um, five, seven, two and three for Darren here. Five deficit to beat seven touristic, two Irish legend and three Logan Street Lion. Five, seven, two and three. Just going back to Darren's numbers in race one. He's with number five here, Platinum Jubilee to beat one Empire of Japan two Godfather and four Fire Lane. So five, one, two and four. If you like Darren's numbers there, want to hear them in race one. Race three, let's go to Munns, the, the agency real estate handicap here, a benchmark 72 over the mile. Yes, and we start with Exilatus here, who is a $10 chance. Estadio Mastala uh, at $3.20. We've got Timfordist out, no deduction. E Street uh, is out, $0.03 cents a win and $0.02 cents a place. Rebel County is a $9 chance. Naval Seal is out, no deduction. This will be the one at $10. Osbred Flirt, $3.10. That price makes it favourite only just. Mediaro. Now, Dylan Gibbons will only claim a kilo and a half here, so that listener uh, that rang us on Pubbis Postmortem on Monday morning. Dylan Gibbons' riding weight is 54, uh, 54 kilos, not $54. Uh, so he'll only be claiming a kilo and a half here. And the Connections have decided to put him on, despite the fact he's not taking the full two kilos. Uh, $23. Into Summertime is at $17. Tenderise at 6 The Noble Beauty is a scratching no deduction for it. Very, very good uh, betting race. This uh, only a, a smallish field, but a very good betting race. Best supported runner is 
Estadio Mastala. Uh, it has uh, 50% more on it than the second pick, which is actually Tenderize. And Tenderize has basically been $6 all the way through. Estadio Mastala, as much as four forty, but uh, with the scratchings, it's been sort of bouncing three twenty, three thirty the last few days. And third pick is Osbred Flirt, who did go up the favourite. But those three clearly ahead of the rest of the field. Uh, the next pick, and there was money for it, was into summertime, who we did put up $41 about. I think they might try and make use of Tenderizer's light weight here, Anthony. Maybe hold the rail and lead unless they want to ride Osbred Flirt with intent. Rebel, uh, Rebel Count is the other horse who likes to roll forward. I think this will be run at a, a fairly genuine tempo here. Yeah, saw it the same way. Tenderizer and Rebel County to lead and Osbred Flirt just off those. I'm with Osbred Flirt, eight to beat seven, two and eleven. She's absolutely airborne down at Kembla Grange. She's destroyed the field the last two wins uh, she's run time she looks absolutely up to making this level on a saturday and if you go back to a, a run three starts ago behind Kemagai at hawkesbury when she was desperately unlucky that sort of ties in to, to say that she's right up to to saturday class and tactically i think she'll have an advantage on a few of the main rivals here particularly estadio mastala uh, and that's uh, that might be enough to just see her be too good for this lot osbred flirt on top uh, number seven, this will be the one. Uh, put him in for second. He knuckled down really strongly his last 100, and the winner just had the dream run the other day. But he gets to the mile now, and I think he's just about ready to peak. Gets a little claim that'll help. Estadio Mastala, well, Drew Barrier, eight of eight, settled last on a slow tempo. First four around the corner were the first two past the post last race. Like, he was no hope of winning. Uh, but the same could be said for into summertime down the bottom. Uh, and actually, he seemed to run probably slightly better than Estadio Mastalo if you go off their figures. So he's got to be a chance. He'll make use of, a, of the gate and, and put himself a little bit closer, which will help his chances uh, and tenderise, uh, as Ray said, probably gets out and leads and gives them something to chase. Uh, eight to beat, seven, two and eleven. Yeah, I'm with you again, Anthony. I think Osbred Flirt's a promising mare. She has monstered her rivals at Kembla the last two starts. Getting onto good tracks, her form has just, um, just taken a different level now, and she's a really promising mare with that ability to, to race on speed, quick and run sectionals, and she appears to do it with plenty in reserve too, Anthony. There's a lot of upside here from a lightly raced Maurice mare. Eight Osbred Flirt. I think she's one of the more exciting horses going around today. Look, I'm giving two Estadio Mastala another a chance here. We heard from Chris Waller earlier. The tempo was against him at Rose Hill last start. At his first Australian start previously, they ran along and he um, came from back in the field and was very impressive. The tempo will be more suitable today, so watch for Estadio and Mastala heading the line with a lot more gusto. One Exceladus is nothing wrong with his form. He'll position up just behind this lead and he'll run well. An 11 tender rise. Uh, I think it probably gets to control the tempo up front or at least settle on speed and he comes off a fighting effort at Rose Hill last up with his light weight he'll give some cheek 8 Osbred flirt on top 8, 2, 1 and 11 uh, Darren uh, is with number 8 Osbred flirt as well 8 to beat 2, 7 and 11, 8 Osbred fir, uh, flirt, 2 Mustadio Mastala, 7 this will be the 1 and 11 tenderise, 8, 2, 7 and 11, if you just join us this is the Sydney form, Anthony Manton uh, Ray Thomas and Munza myself going through a pre-Christmas meeting and uh, this is going to be a pretty happy uh, tab highway 
uh, ownership group, Muns, and I said, saying all morning, Muns, it's uh, you win a race today. That DVD plays on a loop at Christmas lunch tomorrow. <laughs> How's oh, your market for the Tab Highway? Well, well, it'll beat you know it'll beat watching Die Hard or Home Alone. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you've had a winner on you've had a winner on Christmas Eve, uh, Richard. You'll be watching the winner. You won't be watching Die Hard or Home Alone. Or Clark Griswold. Oh, yeah, Clark got a run the other night. He, I think he had the backup. He had uh, um, he had Christmas vacation all up uh, Vegas vacation uh, the other night. But uh, let's get on to the Tab Highway uh, where we have Valiant. You might be able to afford a new one if you back the winner of this, and it is a. $26 chance. We've got Salire, our favourite, at $2.70. Penthouse, last start highway winner at $5.50. Little profit. We'll be hoping to show one today. Uh, it is a 101 chance. Raul is out. One yesterday. One cent the win and one cent the place. Reveal the Magic is an $81 pop. Proverbial at $12. The Storm in Me, uh, it's running at Wyong, I think you'll find. No deduction for it being scratched. Vilified, uh, second of the Colt Prosser runners here, and it's at $23. Clifton Springs for Cav at $8.50. Justin Reach is at $8.50. Iconic Dame, resuming, is at $7.50. Arimathea at $23. Hardy is out, no deduction. A guinea with Ellen Hennessy on board. We've uh, spoken to Ellen this morning. It's an $11 chance and scratch the remaining runners. Sapleto Beauty runs at Mooney Valley, out $0.09 cents a win and $0.08 cents a play. Volterra, no deduction. Listomania, no deduction. Astrolith, out. Three cents win and two cents the place. Uh, best supported runner here is Salire. Uh, as much as $4.40. Bet about it. Uh, got into as short as two ninety yesterday. Went back to three ten this morning. They've taken three ten. They've taken three dollars. They've taken two eighty, and is now two seventy. And it's seven times as popular as its nearest rival, which is Iconic Dame. Got a slight twist in this morning. Uh, eight into seven fifty, and third pick would be a guinea. Stack of speed here, Anthony. Aaron Mathie looks to hold the rail from that good gate, but Penthouse will come across with Clifton Springs out wide, and the tempo will be will be solid, and back markers will get their chance. They'll get their chance, won't they? Particularly number two, Salire, two to beat, 12, 3 and 11. He just got that booming finish on him, doesn't he, Salire? He probably just ran out of time in the most recent run behind Penthouse. He got held up on the home turn. He rattled home. That was over a 1,000. He gets an extra 100 metres and off the back of a good tempo with that booming finish that he's got, I can see him running over the top of them. Number 12, Iconic Dame. She is a proven highway performer. She's first up. She's had a really quiet trial at Canberra. Uh, she finished alongside a horse that gapped them in the last race at Wagga yesterday. And as I said, she's a proven highway performer and she's tactically very good. She puts herself up on speed and she's tough to get past. So she'll make her own luck and run really well here. Penthouse, if it can cross and find the fence from the outside gate or near enough to the outside gate like last time, she'll give them something to chase. But she's going to get some competition for that spot. And horse number 11, just in reach. I gave it a chance. Um, this horse is going really well uh, at Canamble and Scone, its last two wins. You can draw a line through the likes of um, Extra Flash, who, who finished fifth to Penthouse in the highway, and, and even last start beat Proverbial, who is a proven highway performer. So I think Justin Reach's form measures right up here. Uh, has, does have a five-week break between runs, but it was very good in a recent trial at, um, at Tamworth, so I gave it a chance. But two to beat, 12, 3 and 11 there, right? 
Yeah, I see it similarly, Anthony. I've got Solire on top as well. Look, I know the rail's out nine metres, a slight issue, but um, look, this horse is in tremendous form. We heard from Cameron Crockett earlier, Anthony, may not have to settle as far back as he has as his la- at his last two uh, highway efforts over 1,000. The key here, 1,100 metres, solid tempo. James McDonald rides. Maybe sits midfield, possibly with cover. Peels out. Watch out. Two Solira on top. Three Penthouse. She'll be um, either leading or on speed for a long way. She was really good at the end of a 1,000. Last start from a wide barrier. And she'll, third up here, she'll only be fitter. Um, I also think Justin Reach comes to town in terrific touch. And just need a little bit of luck from that awkward gate. But uh, a nice horse in great form. And Clifton Springs split Penthouse and Solire last start. And despite his wide draw, I think he can run a good race. 2, 3, 11 and 10. Solire on top. Darren Thundell, number three, Penthouse on top in the highway. Penthouse to be number two, Solire. Ten, Clifton Springs. And 15, a guinea. Three, two, ten, fifteen for Darren. Race four, the highway. On to race five we go, Munns. Today's midway. And we'll have a benchmark 72 up over the 2,000 metres. Yeah, robbed of a bit of interest with Real Peace not getting a run. But uh, hopefully he'll get a start next week. Uh, let's have a look at this market here where main stage is our toppy. And it was a $16 chance earlier and if I had it on the right race it'd be easy uh, it still is. We've got Made by Khan, $4.40 Media Starguest is a $3.10 chance. The Guru at $12 Olympic Gaze at $16 Prince Aurelius at $7.50 Ripped is a $13 chance Flambeur at $31 Nyota with a visor on today at $9.50 and Loving Silla is an $8.50 pop. Uh, not the busiest betting race, probably waiting to see where the emergency's got to run, but uh, Made by Khan is our uh, best supported runner here. It's at $5 from Wednesday all the way through to about 10 minutes ago and it's into $4.40. Around one-fifth of the total investment on it has come this morning and is clearly the top pick here. Uh, second pick would be Media Starguest and third pick would be Ripped. They'll roll along here, won't they? Anthony Prince Aruis likes to bowl up front, as does main stage. I can see Made by Khan coming across and tucking in behind them. Again, a race with good, genuine tempo. Yeah, I don't think they'll want to take on Prince Aurelius. He generally gets it on his own. Look, it's a race that I wasn't super confident in. I'm going to lean his way. Six to beat nine, three and two. He's pretty reliable. You know where he's going to be. He'll be out in front, out of trouble. And I thought he did a good job. He went down fighting behind King Rattel at his most recent run. It is his first time beyond 1,600 metres, but he's well into his prep. He's an on-speed, tough horse. He should be fit enough for it this time of year on a dry deck. He'll give a pretty good side in front, in front with not a huge amount of confidence. Nine, Niotta won't be too far off the speed. Uh, she was pretty good at Hawkesbury last start. That form around Awesome John stood up quite well. He was placed at Flemington recently. She does drop six and a half kilos, so she gets a chance to ride the speed and give a side here. Three media star guests, gets the right run. Nothing wrong with its midweek form at Canterbury. It's going really well. While number two, made by Khan, should just be about ready now. It's had a couple of runs back from a spell. Was no match for the winner last start, but I thought it chipped away pretty good, and it does go forward. Six, nine, three, and two, but not a lot of confidence in race five. 
Yeah, I'm with Made by Khan. I, I thought his run in that Zoom on race at Rose Hill was excellent. He got to 2,000 metres second up. It was a brutal tempo that day, and he looked to be struggling at the top of the straight, but he fought on really well and finished fourth to Zoom on and, and King of Clubs, who's a, a good chance in the next race. And third up here gets a nice run, tucking in behind that solid speed of Prince Aurelius and main stage. And I think he's going to take a lot of beating here for Dylan Gibbons, too. Made by Khan on top. From three media star guests, um, held on to win at Canterbury two starts back, had excuses last start when didn't get a lot of room up the inside. It's going well, should run another honest race here. I agree, six Prince Aurelius gets his chance today. He was just nutted on the line by the fast finishing King Vettel last start. And ten loving Scylla gets back, always runs home, and she does get uh, conditions to suit today. But I'm pretty keen on two made by Khan in race five, two, three, six and ten. Right, and another number, uh, fourth number here for Darren, but uh, certainly ten on top, loving Scylla uh, for Darren, ten to beat seven ripped and three media star guests. We'll get another uh, fourth number from Darren um, shortly, but ten, seven and three and a fourth number to come there. Let's get on to our uh, staying race on the day here, Munns, a mile and a half the journey for race six, the precise air handicap, benchmark 78, mile and a half. Yeah, we start with King of Clubs here. Second run back, but he has had a trial after he resumed behind Zoomon. And he's got Synthetic Hoof Filler on today. And there's a $3.90 chance making it favourite at that price. Smirk on the backup from last Saturday at $12. McGeehan is a $9.50 chance. Just a Jedi with the earmuffs pre-race off at $9.50. Fonga Wonder at $5.50. Intuition is a $41 chance. Peppers Ghost at 11 Tudor Prince at 19 Agnelli. Now, James McDonald at this stage, a half kilo over at 55 and a half. Um, it's at $7. Zagalo with the winkers on at $61. Credit Crunch at 26 Awesome wonder. Reese Jones only claiming one kilo at the moment at $8.50. And Port of Jeddah. Ellen Hennessy will claim one and a half kilos here. And it is a $151 pop. Best supported runner is the Toppy and King of Clubs. As much as $5.50, bet about it. Firmed every day. $5.50, $4.40, And has been $3.90 for uh, well over 24 hours. In fact, half of the money invested on it has come since it's been $3.90. Four times as popular as the second pick, which is Fonga Wonder. Uh, it's just out of... Uh, sorry, it's been $5.50 basically from the get-go Wednesday. Uh, third pick would be Just Smirk ahead of Just a Jedi. Yeah, what leads here, Anthony? Look, maybe McGeehan um, rolls to the front. Uh, there's no designated leader. It's really interesting. The stewards map have King of Clubs crossing and leading. We put that to Adrian Bott earlier, and he, he didn't rule out the horse, certainly settling a lot closer than he did at Rose Hill, but this will only be run at an average tempo. Mm, okay, interesting comments from Adrian. I didn't hear that. Uh, I'm hoping they just go forward on him from the outside gate. Mm. I thought today was the day that they do just push the button and send him to the front. He had one run back from that five-month break in the race, won by Zoom on. I thought he did a terrific job. Settled midfield. He chased really hard. He's crying out for the extra trip. And as you said, there's not a lot of speed in this race. Maybe only McGeehan's the only other on-speed yep. horse. So oh, I just thought they pushed the button, sent him to the front. And he's got the class to win this King of Clubs. I'm leading his way. One, to beat horse number five, Wanga Wanda, 
She's in Korea best form, this mare. She's going super. She really knuckled down to fight it out with media start guest at to Canterbury last time. Uh, beat Colour Sergeant the run prior. That horse has since won at Ramwick. So that form all stacks up pretty good. Drops three kilos here. Gets a claim. It'll be hard to beat. Horse number two, Smirk. Well, it came out of that same race behind Zoom on two runs ago. Ran a pretty good. It was a pretty good effort too. Was held up at one stage, but last week covered more ground than the early explorers, as we like to say. Complete forget on a seven-day backup with a good draw. It can improve. While well, number four, Just a Jedi, was very good at the midweeks, winning at Warwick Farm, was strong through the line. And it's a proven uh, proven performer at this distance. So one on top, King of Clubs. Uh, I'm hoping he finds the lead, and if he does, he'll be very hard to run down. One, five, two, and four. Yeah, I think he'll certainly be up on speed. And if that's the case, um, Anthony, he'll be controlling the race, King of Clubs. And I'm with him as well. Uh, I know he's getting to 2,400 metres quickly second up, but these English bred stayers, they're, they're natural staying types. And, he's, and the way he hit the line off a fast speed to run second to zoom on first up, a really um, excellent return and suggested he's looking for 2,400 metres already. He's the one to beat one King of Clubs from five Wonga Wanda, who is in great form, as is the Kim War stable. And this mare also has been giving the impression she needs 2,400 metres. She'll be running home hard, as always. Uh, four Just a Jedi and 12 Awesome Wonder come out of the same Warwick Farm 2,400 metre race that Just a Jedi won. And Awesome Wonder ran home well to run third. They'll both run well, given they've had that tough seasoning run at the trip but one king of clubs he's a horse going places one five four and twelve darren thinks the same way number one king of clubs to be scoring in race number six uh, one five four and three for darren one king of clubs to beat five fonga wonder four just a jedi and three mcgillian one five four and three 20 minutes to nine this is the sydney form talk ray thomas anthony matt and glenn munsey will take a short break and come back with a good look at the Ramwick Quaddy races 7 through 10. Zusain, the best son of champion sire Zustar. Zusain shot through Bramberley. A group two winning two-year-old. Zusain by two lengths on the line. Runner up in the sire making golden rose and cool more stud stakes. Zusain in front. The autumn sun's levelling up like they hit it. Zusain, first crop yearling selling in 2023. Zoom star cult being too good. Zusane, the dynasty continues. Witten Stud, Valley of Champions. The sun is shining, the waves are crashing, and hooves are thundering in the southeast. It feels like summer is here, and with it, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival. Last year, eventual Magic Millions two-year-old classic queen Coolan Gatta dominated the Group 3 BJ McLaughlin Stakes. Will we see this year's winner follow a similar path? The stage is set for another epic battle as the state's best juveniles look to shore up their spot on the Gold Coast in January. It feels like summer again, and Queensland is racing. For all the details, visit queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamble. Help 1800 858 858. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet fixed dots on all races at Randwick, Mooney Valley, and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on a massive 28 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's on website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. 
The Southern Hemisphere's best yearlings on Australia's holiday playground. The 2023 Magic Millions Gold Coast Yearling Sale, January 10 to 16. It's the sale where the smart buyers shop for superstars. Graduates include Spring Carnival stars Cool and Gatter, Alligator Blood, Madame Pomery, Jackano, Ellsberg, Manzois, In Secret, and Hong Kong champion Golden 60. The Gold Coast Yearling Sale offers the cream of the Australasian yearling crop. See the catalogue at magicmillions.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Welcome back, Saturday morning, Sky Thoroughbred Central. You can tune in for the last little bit up until 9 o'clock, or you might just be on the wireless around the place. If you're at work, Good luck to you. If you're on holidays, good luck to you as well. And uh, we're trying to find a few winners here, working our way through Randwick. And we're up to race number seven today. And Munns, this will be the Schweppes Handicap, a benchmark 88 over the Randwick Mile. Oh, Richard, you might be lining up at the uh, the fish uh, place to get your prawns and your oysters and your lobsters. Um, you should have got up earlier and uh, got that. But uh, I'll tell you what, I've never run into so many people so early in the morning. What time are you down there? Uh, half past five. I wasn't at the fish markets. I was only up at Roselands because they've, they've, uh, the, the grouse uh, fish shop there has been uh, 36 hours trading in a row. Chris Roots is going. Chris Roots is going after the last today, and he thinks he's going to stroll in, and we'll be okay. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, Ruta, What would you expect? Um, <laughs> Couldn't get him out a bit early. Can't get him to arrive at golf on time. <laughs> right, let's have a look at the Schweppes here, and uh, one's already bitten the dust here. Uh, Super Strike is a six dollar fifty chance. Jojo is a man at eight dollars. Uh, Black Sale is a scratching. Four cents a win at four cents a place. First in line, uh, I wasn't this morning, but I was down in the queue at uh, seventy one dollars. Mister Dependable at thirty one dollars. Democracy Manifest odds on. A dollar eighty-five. Five Kingdom is out. Three cents a win and two cents a place. Mar and Par is a nine-dollar chance. Mark Schnell is out. Six cents a win and six cents a place. Mahagoni at five fifty, and Savory is a seventeen-dollar chance. Um, not completely one-way traffic for Democracy Manifest, but already this morning is two dollars into a dollar eighty-five, with twenty percent of the total investment on it having come today. So they were quite happy to take the two dollars. Quite happy to take the 190 now 185 second pick not a great deal between jojo as a man super strike then mahagoni and maran par it's all happening at the munns household there but uh look guys with black sale and five kingdom coming out it looks like some of the speeds come out of this race but i think what this will do was in, will ensure mr dependable comes across crosses jojo was a man and leads and dictates which is how he races best i think he'll get out in front roll along with a genuine tempo small field they'll spread out democracy manifests probably settles fourth or fifth stalking gets his chance anthony yeah, the speed coming out of the race changed things for me. I was all set to tip Democracy Manifest, but with Black Sail coming out at Five Kingdom, you're right, Mr Dependable probably takes it up. Jojo as a man's going to be right in his slipstream, and I'm going to lean his way with a tactical advantage. Number two, Jojo was a man. The small, food, the small field might just suit him a little bit better, and I think Democracy Manifest, we can get him beat today. Two, Jojo was a man. He chased that brutal speed. Well, he was used up for about the first 600 metres last time out to get outside the leader and I thought he stuck to the task really well 
He's uh, fourth up now. He's a real truck specialist. He was flying through the winter, but he appreciates dry ground as well. It's a little claim. Gee, I think he can be really hard to beat here with that tactical advantage of number six, Democracy Manifest. Just looking at his his settling positions in, in run, this preparation, 10 of 10, 12 of 14, 11 of 11, 11 of 13. He gets back, he gives them a start. That's his pattern. He might run out of time here. I'm, I'm just tipping the, the horses in front of him. Might just pinch a little break on him. And he might just run out of time, Democracy Manifest. I'm no knock on him. His win was excellent last time out. But this just may not be run to suit him today. One super strike's just about ready. It's had two runs back from a two-year break. He picked them off really well last start to run third behind Cavalier Charles. And he's ready for the mile. Gets a soft draw. While number 10, Mahogany, uh, he probably will get back as well and, and give them a bit of a start. I thought he did a good job to run on last start behind Nugget. Um, but again, he's probably going to give them a little bit of a start here. But he can certainly run well. Uh, two on top, I think we can get an upset. Two, Jojo was a man to beat six, one and ten. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, Anthony, but I'm still confident with Democracy Manifest for a couple of reasons. I think Mr Dependable will ensure the tempo is genuine enough. I think that he'll string these this field out a little. Only eight runners, so Democracy Manifest can probably settle fifth or sixth. Um, he'll be within striking distance on the turn, and he's got this brilliant finishing speed as he's shown all prep and again last start when he won at Randwick um, he's got the ability to reel off tremendous closing sectional small field out to the Randwick mile genuine tempo I, I think it sets up for the sixth democracy manifest I've got him on top your selection too Jojo was a man definitely the danger he's working up to a win and he does get run of the race stuff here I thought eight Marin par <coughs> showed uh, something like his best form last start in the Nowra Cup. He could be on the way back. And one super strike is a Group 3 mile winner in New Zealand. Though he's got plenty of weight, his two runs here indicate he's close to winning form. Six democracy manifest on top. Six, two, eight and one. Darren Flindell is with number one here, Super Strike, to beat six Democracy Manifest, two Jojo as a man, and eight Marin Par. One, six, two, and eight for Darren in race number seven. Uh, race eight, Muns, and before we go to race eight, the text line is open this morning. Good morning, Mark from the Gong. Munz's neighbours must love that barking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, what about the bloke that thought it was Anthony's dog? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Ghost is better behaved than my dog. Uh, hey. He is much better, baby. He's on holidays, Ghost, enjoying himself at the moment. Up the coast. Oh, well, I'm at home doing the heavy lifting. Hey, Muns. Yeah, How's he going? Hey, yeah. Muns, we're, we're house-sitting at the moment, and um, there, there's two cats that we're meant to be feeding every day. I think we are. I hope Karina is anyway. Um, mm. They sleep all day. And fair nicking, you, you go to bed, and they just come alive. Friggin' they me out all night. <laughs> and they might stop at maybe five in the morning, so... Oh, leave me out of that. Oh, leave us right out, Anthony. <laughs> See, the, the, the trouble is here, uh, no-one rises to, uh, you know, until, you know, the, the sun is well over the yard arm, uh, and, you know, I'm left to battle with the dog, uh, and it, its best go is when it gets out in the backyard. It's like it's having a conversation with every dog that lives within 50 metres of the house. It just gets in the corner of the yard and starts barking, and then they all join in. So it must be like a chat, chat group for dogs uh, of a morning. And it usually really happens when you're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, dog, dogs have owners, cats have servants, apparently. Oh, right. True. Oh, you, you, you can sounds, sounds, sounds like you're a servant to that dog, Munz. Yeah, a, f a fair bit longer than a millions a cat ever having residence in a Munzy household. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mark from the Gong. See where you started? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, I Mate, we, is it race eight? I think. Amazingly, I digress. Uh, but let's get back on track for the grain shaker vodka here. And uh, Authentic Jewel is a $13 chance. Kerr Royale at $3.70. Nikki's Fling is a $17 chance. Pretty Wild is out. Seven cents a win and eight cents a place. Billion Dollar Baby is a $9.50 chance. Moshed up at $71. Starberetta's not there. No deduction. Vienna Princess at $10. Sunborn with the winkers on at $34. Electrica with the blinkers on at at 18. Kahawati is not there. Six cents a win and six cents a place. Amathuba at $15. And again is a $26 chance. And Sunshine in Paris is at $2.40. Well, I hope I did people a turn yesterday. We told them not to bet uh, in this race until after scratchings this morning. Uh, because if you did bet before uh, when the, uh, yesterday, uh, you'll cop the deductions and more than likely your horses that you'll going to back uh, a little bit longer than they were yesterday but um, most popular runner is Sunshine in Paris only just and it's been 250 to 240 this morning over Cur Royale who's been 370 no change uh, they're clearly ahead of Billion Dollar Baby which is the next pick then Electrica and Amathuba. Look, I think Authentic Jewel will hold the rail and lead. She usually uh, comes out running and she'll settle on speed here. Moshtop probably goes with her. Armathuba and Billion Dollar Baby will be up on speed as well. Kerr Royale might get a nice run with cover. Zach Lloyd's got some decisions to make early here, Anthony, what he does with Sunshine in Paris. She's a little awkwardly drawn here, but the tempo should be solid. Yeah, I saw it the same way, Ray, and you are backing on Sunshine in Paris. Just finding a spot, perhaps midfield mm. one off when she gets a chance to blend in. Look, I'm leaning her way, 14 on top, 14, 5, 2 and 3. We've only seen her twice. She was dynamic down at Canberra. I called that race and she just absolutely smoked them. And then she went to Doombin in that uh, listed race. She got held up on the home turn. She had a duck back to the inside and she was probably unlucky not to win behind Stroll. And the Boom North Queenslander, Chinny Boom. The format of that race has stacked up terrifically well. The fourth horse, XO Lady, since ran third in the listed race. The fifth and sixth horses out of the race have both won since. They ran fast time. It was faster than the Group 2, George Moore, same distance, same day. And the last 600 was comparable. She's got 50 kilos. I've got to lean her way. She looks like she's got the class to uh, to be too good for this lot, and she's a horse with a lot of a, prom- a lot of promise. So 14 to beat five billion dollar baby. This had trolled particularly well prior to its first up run behind Iona Merck when it got held up and uh, dashed to the line late to run third. Second up gets a good map here. It can run well. Uh, number two Kerr Royale, likewise second up. Uh, went down fighting behind Barossa Rosa first up. has got an unbeaten second up record in the right map, so it's absolutely got a great chance. Well, number three, Nikki's Fling, I think perhaps was a better run than Kerr Royale in that same race first up. Gave it a big start and only got beat uh, a length or so at the finish, but tactically, from a map point of view, is probably going to be behind them all and have to run them down. So 14 to beat five, two and three. Yeah, the, the barrier draw was the key for me here, Anthony. I've ended up going with two Kerr Royale 
because she just might get the right run here in comparison to the filly Sunshine in Paris, who's a little awkwardly drawn. I thought Kerr Royale was excellent first up. She was over-aced a touch, but today she should be able to find some cover, which is how she races best, just off the speed. She'll peel out. She'll certainly look the winner at some stage in the straight. Can she hold off 14 Sunshine in Paris? I'm hoping so. Sunshine in Paris, for all the reasons Anthony mentioned, she might be a very, very talented filly. Any sort of luck in running hard to beat. I'm also with three Nikki's fling as one of the main chances. Her comeback run was excellent and and uh, nine Sunborn sort of sneaking under the radar here. We heard from Dylan Gibbons earlier. She didn't have much luck in that race at Canterbury first up and she'll improve off that. Intriguing race. Barrier draw makes it even more so. Two Kerr Royale on top. Run of the race stuff might go her way. Two fourteen, three and nine. Same uh, same top two in order for, for Darren here. Two Kerr Royale to beat 14 Sunshine in Paris. Uh, five Billion Dollar Baby and one Authentic Jewel to maybe bounce back here. Two, 14, five and one for Darren in race eight. Munns race nine we go to now. The Tab Handicap benchmark 78, 1400 metres. Yes, and our first runner here is Crystal Breeze. Uh, Scratch from Brisbane runs here for Chris Lees, and it's a $15 chance. Maran Parr is out. It's running earlier. No deduction for it. Saint of Katowice is at $5.50. Astero at $12. Kalino is out. Runs in the last six cents a win and seven cents a place. Bend the knee at $15. Dr. Evil at $34. We've got Iger resuming at $26. Kanazawa is $4.40. Shadow Park at $41. Robusto, James McDonald, a half over at this stage at $5. Green Shadows, now Tyler Schiller only claiming one kilo. The blinkers go on. The pacifiers pre-race come off. was a late scratching last Saturday um, when it was um, inadvertently administered with a, a saline dredge by the vet. Uh, and uh, Gerald and Sterling scratched it. It is the $3.80 favourite. Bluff and Bluster is a $34 chance. And Estadio Mastala is out. 18 cents a win and 14 cents a place after it was $4 to $3.70 before it was scratched. Most popular runner here is Green Shadows. And it's even this morning, $4 into $3.80. Uh, clearly here, about three times as popular as Robusto and Kanazawa. And the next pick is Saint of Katowice. So they're looking to play market order in race number nine. Saint of Katowice probably gets complete control here. Anthony leads. Stero might settle on um, up on speed as well. Green Shadows will get a nice run, but Saint of Katowice should lead and dictate here. Yeah, absolutely. I saw it the same way, but I am leaning towards number 12, Green Shadow. Should be too far off them. 12, 11, 9 and 3. Just too hard to ignore that Kovalika form, isn't it? Um, these first two horses, they really sprinted away to fight it out at Warwick Farm recently. It was four weeks ago, but gee, Kovalika just hasn't looked backwards after that. It's won two in a row in Queensland, including a Group 3. The third horse, Awesome John's, come out and was since placed at Flemington. The form stacks up and they raced away from the others on in, in, in that race at Warwick Farm. Dropped six and a half kilos, gets a good draw and, and wasn't knocked about in a recent Rose Hill trial, so has been kept up to the mark despite not racing for, for four weeks. So I've got to lean Green Shadow's way to beat number 11, Robusto. This was desperately unlucky at its most recent run when it snuck up the inside 
complete forget, didn't get any luck at all. It drew wide that day and had to go back, and then they rode for luck, and it just didn't get any. Gets a good draw, can position a bit closer today. Uh, horse number nine, uh, Kenazawa. This is just about ready. Raced a bit tight uh, down the straight of this most recent run, but it's now had two runs back from a spill. Should be ready to peak. And as Ray said, same of Katowice. Gets uh, complete control out in front. And actually comes out of a really high-rating race at Sandown, first up from the break, where the, the winner of that race has since performed well at Sandown. So stacks up for him to run really well here. But uh, 12 to beat, 11, 9 and 3. Your same top four numbers, Anthony, slightly different order. I've got nine Kanazawa on top. As you said, didn't have a, a lot of galloping room when third in the Democracy Manifest race two weeks ago. He's third up today. Um, he won over the, um, this course and distance third up last prep, and he looks like he's working his way back to similar form. Nine Kanazawa on top from 11 Robusto. He didn't have any luck in that same race, won by Democracy Manifest. And uh, from this barrier, though, just need the touch of luck to get in the clear galloping room again. 12 green shadows, no knock on him at all. That Kobalika form, as Anthony said, does look excellent now. Month between runs, coming back in trip, blinkers go on, lot to like about him. And three, Saint of Katowice just gets control up front and he'll take running down. Nine, Kanazawa on top, nine, 11, 12 and three. Uh, nine, a special for Darren Flindell. Nine, Kanazawa, one of his better bets of the day to beat number 12, Green Shadows, 11, Robusto, and one, Lord Olympus, 13, 7, 3, and 1. Uh, I should say, pardon me, they were your numbers, right? Uh, nine, good right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the screen just flicks over there. Um, mm. Over racing here. Nine, a special. <laughs> 12, 11, and 1. Nine, a good thing. 12, 11, and 1. Tenth and last month's last of the day, uh, we go to the Furphy handicap here and finishing off with a benchmark 78, 1200 metres. Yeah, just back to that race. Green Shadow's now getting into a price that's uh, nearly half as much as he was last Saturday in a benchmark 72, and he's racing in a benchmark 78 today. Uh, putters are all over him today. He was uh, nowhere near as well supported last Saturday as he has been today, and he's in a stronger race this week. Uh, race number 10 here to round out the program, and we've got Lord Olympus at 14. Mosman Gorge is at $51. Destination is a $7 chance. Cuban Royale is out. Two cents a win and one cent the place. Monte Ditto at 16 Bugalugs is a $19 chance. Colino at $4. We've got Show Some Decorum at $9.50. Devil's Throat at $6.50. Louvois at $26. Ringmaster is out. Four cents a win and four cents a place. Waddy Goes is out. Three cents a win and three cents a place. And I own a Merc. Good luck to the team involved there with Iona Merck. It is a $2.90 favourite and has two and a half times the amount of money on its nearest rival which is Destination. Third pick is Show Some Decorum and those three runners are clearly ahead of the rest. We heard from Bjorn Baker earlier boys and uh, he'd like Rachel King to ride Iona Merck with a bit of intent early to get across. Bugger lugs will come with a devil's throat. Gee, needs a touch of luck. Might get posted here, but Iona Merck, I think, will find the fence and lead. He'll be hard to catch, Anthony. Yeah, had Lavoie going forward as well. Uh, numbers here in the last uh, eight, 13, 7 and 3. I thought this was a good each-way bet. Number 8, show some decorum up from Melbourne. I think they've picked the right mark here. It was a very good winner at Packenham first up from the break. It was six weeks ago. Sat back and... Gee, that race rated really well. It was 13 lengths better than standard. 
and uh, it did an excellent job on the format of the races already stacked up particularly well it's had a recent jump out at mornington to be kept up to the mark and if you go through his form last preparation around the likes of old flame um uncle brin that all ties in pretty good here so i thought he was a terrific each way chance with a good map i put him on top number eight show some decorum to beat number 13, Iona Merck, who tries to cross, finds the fence, going to be awfully hard to run down. They just have to stretch it to 1,200 metres. Number seven, Kalino, certainly in the mix here. First up from a three-month break. Might need a little bit further than this, but, gee, I thought it looked sharp in a recent trial and gets a good map, while number three, Destinations, racing well at the Canterbury midweeks or night meetings and can take that form to Saturday class. Eight to beat 13, seven and three. I'm with 13, Iona Merck, boys. I think it's a promising three-year-old going through his grades really well. It's his fifth start in his first prep, which is the only issue, but Bjorn Baker wouldn't be running Iona Merck if he wasn't happy with the horse, and that Rose Hill win was really strong and tough, holding off Sacramony. He's the one they've got to catch. Seven, Kalino. A touch sort of Kalino's best, but he'll be charging late. Three, Destination Racing particularly well deserves his chance in this grade. And nine, Devils Throat. Again, the barrage rule awkward, but with it any luck in running, he might be the knockout horse. 13 Iona Merck on top, 13 7, 3 and 9. Similar numbers again for Darren. 13 7, 3 and 1. 13 Iona Merck to beat 7 Kalino, 3 Destination, 1 Lord Olympus. Ray, your best in value for Christmas Eve racing, please. Yeah, pretty keen on Democracy Manifest. Race 7, number 6 value. Race 5, number 2, made by Khan. Ray, we'll let you go. A very Merry Christmas, and we will, I think we'll do it again. Monday morning for the Boxing Day program. We will. Merry Christmas to you, Rich, and to all the listeners, and hope Santa is kind. Good man. Anthony, uh, your best in value for Ramwick today? Race three, number eight, Osbred Flirt. The best race, ten, number eight, show some decorum, the best value, Richard. Mate, you enjoy the races today and have a a very Merry Christmas, but it's on again on Monday. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Okay, Anthony Manton there. Uh, And Munns will do... um, uh, well, it's hit nine o'clock, so see what happens with these markets, and we will do a bit of Melbourne form shortly. Yes, well, I can tell you, Richard, the first horse back bright on nine o'clock was Mahagoni, one customer taking the 5.50, followed by another one taking the five. It's into $4.80, so it's trimmed up 70 cents since we did that race, pushing the favourite democracy manifest from 185 back to 190. Um, so uh, Mahagoni, sort of first horse back at the, uh, at the nine o'clock bell. Okay, good on you, Munns. We'll take a break here at Racing HQ Saturday and back shortly with Dee Lester, Mark Hunter with the Valley Form. Hey, breeders, heading to the upcoming sales? Don't risk your horse's condition. Make sure you pack Poseidon Animal Health Stress Paste. Stress Paste can assist in keeping your yearlings well, hydrated and calm during transport and on arrival. Stress Paste also buffers and protects the stomach from gastric ulcers while travelling. It's your insurance policy to protect your preparation work. Visit Poseidon's new thoroughbred website at PoseidonThoroughbred.com. That's PoseidonThoroughbred.com. Poseidon Animal Health. Powering performance. Performance from within. January 2023 will see that Samworth Harness Racing Club states the 39th running of its signature multi-quip golden guitar series. Ten days of exciting pacing action culminates in the Carnival of Cups meet on Friday, January 20 at Samworth Harness Racing Club's Golden Guitar Paceway. 
ever dreamt of owning your own racehorse? This Magic Millions Carnival, Tab are giving you the chance to win a $50,000 share plus the ultimate Magic Millions experience thanks to champion thoroughbreds. To be in the running, tell us in 25 words or less what makes your punters club the best in Australia. Play today with Tab. Australian residents, 18 plus only, ends 11.59 Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Christmas Eve, limit one entry per person, T's and C's apply, see website for details, gamble responsibly, call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand, with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety, with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota Forklift Advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. There's no Christmas quite like yours and Westfield is giving you more time to shop when it suits you. Jump online to check out your local Westfield centre's opening hours and make the most out of your visit. It's busy around the Sydney fish markets at Piermont. There's no major delays over the Anzac Bridge, just taking the exit ramps to Piermont Bridge Road, Bank Street, Waddle Street, Wentworth Park Road, also very busy. Roselle, Victoria Road, slow down to Darling Street due to roadworks. Parramatta Road, fairly steady through Granville. No need to wait. The good guys famous knockout style is on now get incredible deals across a huge range shop unlocked deals at the good guys famous knockout sale i'm philippa number one in racing on sky sports radio microphone test one two after the slipper for you he's a star cult he absolutely exploded for us in a gallop he's built for speed he's got that lovely strong hind quarter he's got a big motor and he's such a pleasure to ride he jumps well puts himself in a race got a great turn of foot Microphone, champion two-year-old in an elite crop. His first yearlings are at the sales now. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Randwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 3369. Hey breeders, heading to the upcoming sales? Don't risk your horse's condition. Make sure you use Poseidon Animal Health Stress Paste. Packed with nutrients that will allow your yearling to continue to eat throughout the sale, Stress Paste ensures that they get the extra gut support they need. It's your insurance policy to protect your preparation work. Visit Poseidon's new thoroughbred website at poseidonthoroughbred.com. That's poseidonthoroughbred.com. Poseidon Animal Health, powering performance from within. Interstate Form Preview, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Eight past nine, time to get stuck into some Melbourne Form Christmas Eve racing is happening at the Valley, Mooney Valley. Today, I heard from Marty Sonnen before. He's very happy with the way the track shapes up for the meeting today. We need to find some winners, and for that reason, welcome in the, our regular guys to join us. And firstly, Dean Lester. Dean, a very good morning, and Merry Christmas to you. 
Well, good morning, Richard. Sorry about that. What's <laughs> so, happening? Um, oh, well, getting ready for Christmas. That's uh, a bit of a mad scramble. And uh, no less racing around this time of year, as you well know. How's, how's getting through the form okay? Getting there, yes. Uh, yeah, there's no, as you said, there's no shortage of uh, meetings to concentrate on. So, uh, yeah, we're getting through them. Mark Hunter joins us as always. Mark, good morning and Merry Christmas to you. Looking forward to this program today. Morning, Richard. Yeah, a bit light on for numbers, but an interesting day's racing. Let's get stuck in. I think Glenn Munsey is back with us to, to go through these prices and look at nine races from uh, the Valley. Munz, welcome back. And we have some two-year-olds uh, to start the day here. Uh, a 1,200-metre race for the babies, race one of nine. Yes, and uh, we start with Amur here, and it is a $4.80 chance. We've got Devil's Delight at $3. That price makes it favourite. Invincible Shield not there. Cantor Lago at $4. Chill the Krug uh, at $3.90. Miss Ruby Doo at $34. And Halara is an $8 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Devil's Delight. Uh, did go up as much as $4.20. That was with Invincible Shield in the race as an $8 chance, but was still with Invincible Shield in the race was $3.20. Then with Invincible Shield out was a $3 chance. Has remained at that $3 quote and is the best back runner today. Cantalago, the second pick. Well, it went up $4.20 equally with Devil's Delight. Got to $4.60 and then was into 4 after the scratchings. Has remained at $4 there and they're clearly ahead of the bottom one in Halara uh, and it's been $9 into $8 today and next pick would be the toppy Amur who's got a little trim 5 to four eighty today so albeit only a field of six, uh, some solid money for four of them. Dean what are you thinking in race one? Yeah, we're getting the uh, two-year-olds out to 1,200 metres, Richard, and four first starters here. Uh, I'm going to go with the good often runner, Amur, number one. He's been prepped up with a trial in Sydney, a couple of jump-outs at Flemington, and his jump-outs have been OK. Uh, he went to the gallops at Mooney Valley on Tuesday and looked to go really well there. Um, the Mooney Valley Racing Club YouTube channel shows all the gallops, and uh, he looked to go very nicely indeed, and uh, I'm going to go with him on debut to beat five Chill the Krug, who's had four jump outs, three recent. Looks as though he's been waiting for the 1,200 metres because it'll need that sort of trip. Uh, can run well. Devil's Delights trolled up well, one at Packen and one at Terelgan, and um, the one with race experience and certainly looks as though 1,200 will hold no fears is Cantalago. So I'll put them in one, five, two, and four. I'll pick number four, Cantalago. I, I like the horse on debut off good trials. I just wanted to hang up the track not long after the start. So you're always in trouble, never likely, but found the line quite well. Should, with race experience out to 1,200 metres, be suited to beat number two, Devil's Delight, who won a recent jump out against the stable mate who came to the valley and ran well. So got a form line there. Wanamua is jumping out well, gets a nice run, and seven Halara, who trolled pretty well before that debut, missed the start. And got home just fairly, but maybe you're getting better with the better with the experience. Four, two, one, and seven. Race two, the Valley Now Muns we go to, and we will have fillies and mares here. They're all running in a benchmark 70, 1,500 metres. Yes, well, we're chilling the Krug in the first, and we've got Bubbly Lass in the second at $3.20. Bally Nora at $8. Versilia is a $5.50 chance. Our favourite is Forbidden City at $2.60. A Pinch of Luck at $21. Signori, uh, Sigourney, I should say, is a $19 chance. Starring Roll.
goal at $16. In your hands at 23 and 51 states is a $251 chance. Absolutely nothing separating Bubbly Lass and Forbidden City here, but Bubbly Lass went up three, was 3.40 earlier this morning, is now 3.20. Forbidden City went up 3.50, was into 2.50 by Thursday uh, and has got back to 2.60 since then. There is slightly more money for Bubbly Lass this morning than Forbidden City and they are panels ahead of Versilia. Mark, what do you say? Bubbly Lass is the one to beat here. Richard, I think, from the draw, just lobs down and gets a beautiful run. Looked to win the last time. Got run down by a horse who produced a huge finish to get it to beat number four, Forbidden City, who had the beautiful toe into the race last time, got the job done. Just has to run a strong 1,500 metres. A little blowout here, number seven, starring roll. As long as it can jump, it might find the top. It's a dry tracker. Uh, missed the kick last time. And then fourth pick, number two, Belly Nora, who's in good form. Three kilo claim. Gets a lovely run from the gate. One, four, seven, and two. I'm going uh, handicapper's order here. One, two, three, four. I like uh, Bubbly Lass also. I just think slightly shorter trip. Uh, genuine dry ground suits. Uh, should get a lovely run. Hard to beat. Ballynor is going well. Um, it was a good win last start, and I think she's well up to a race like this with the claim. Three, Vasilia. Uh, bit of a theme of the race. I think these horses really appreciating dry ground. Has got some hope, and Forbidden City, uh, a last start winner, uh, can measure up to this and, and run competitively again. But uh, on a tricky day, I'm pretty keen on Bubbly Lass. One, two, three, and four. Good little sprint. The third race on the day here, Munns. We'll have a benchmark 78 for race three. Going over the 1,000 metres, numbers 479 coming out here. Yes, yeah, so we start with Unflinching, who's a $7 chance. Fine Dane at $17. Inundation is our $2 favourite. Mr Moppet is out. OK to pay at $21. Jabali Ridge is a $9.50 chance. Capital Rain is out. Red Card at $2.90. And Miss the Mark is a scratching. Uh, most popular runner here is Inundation, albeit was odds on earlier this morning. $1.95. It's out to $2. And... A good portion of the money on it has come this morning, uh, so and it's on the way out. And uh, it has doubled the investment on Red Card, who has remained steady at the two dollars ninety this morning, and a very very long way away third pick is Jabali Ridge. Uh, uh, yep. uh, Dean um, inundation. Uh, any jump outs or trials of note for this fellow? Yeah, he's jumped out well, uh, Richard, which is uh, keeping with. Uh, what he's done in the past, uh, he's got a good chance. I just think he's a bit short, uh, and I think he was very well placed last time in to get those three wins on the board. I like Red Card. I just think she's a filly that absorbs pressure. She'll probably sit outside unflinching, put the pressure on with 54 and a half, and I think uh, she can win again to beat to unflinching, who's jumped out well. He's had three jump outs, so there's been a real uh, plan with him, I think, to have him hard fit because the way he races, where he races virtually at his top all the way, he's got to be fit for the contest. Uh, he'll run well fresh. Inundation, he can win. As I said, I, it comes down to you know what I want to take price-wise and I just think he's too short. But uh, he, he has trolled nicely and he just might get the drop on the two leaders and that might be a good thing. And uh, six, Jabali Ridge who I think can sneak through and be next best. Uh, eight, one, three, and six. Delta number three, Inundation, and it looks to be trialling up terrific. I think it draws outside red card. Maybe roll across and follow that horse. Stalk it. 
and get it in the straight to beat number eight, Red Card, who's hard, it's fit, it's flying, uh, loves the valley, going to be very hard to run down. Six, Jabali Ridge was originally my place bet in the race, but scratches have taken that away. I think it'll sit behind them with the blinkers on and run on. And fourth pick, number two, Fine Dane. Up on the speed with a claim on dry ground. We'll give you a sight. Three from eight, then six and two. Three-year-olds again, or three-year-olds here at the 1,000 metres again, Munns. 1,000 metre three-year-old here, benchmark 70 for the fourth on the day at the Valley. Yes, uh, I'll just get off Durban and get back to Mooney Valley. You've got a multitask here, as you would well imagine. Uh, Mooney Valley race four. Here we go. Uh, Deuce is a scratching, or Deuce a. So we'll start with Port Albert, who's a $5.50 chance. Fission at $8.50. Philosopher is a $5 chance. Command Success at $21. Bahama Bay at 19 Capital Theatre is out. Sapito Beauty runs here. We're scratched out of the highway in Sydney. Runs here and it's a $6.50 chance. Then we go to Impending Shadow at $31. Pink Cashmere, had one of those back in the day, at $3.30. Fly, Fly Nice is out. And Rich Fortune is a $7.50 chance. Uh, most popular runner here is Pink Cashmere. $3.60 best price given about it this morning into $3.30. Uh, about 20% of the total investment on it has come today. The other firm is Sapito Beauty. As much as $9 given about it. Uh, about half of the total investment on it come this morning when they've decided to go to Melbourne. Uh, away from those, there's solid money for Port Albert and there's solid money for the bottom one in Rich Fortune. Uh, Mark, are we dealing with a decent group of three-year-olds here? Pretty promising one, Pink Cashmere. I think its debut win was terrific on the synthetic. Um, the recent jump out was a beauty. It draws wide. Just needs some luck not to get posted off the track, but I think it's the best horse coming out of the race to beat number two, Port Albert. Blinkers back on, draws gate one, sits behind them, gets a beautiful run. A four philosopher resumes for a new stable. It's trolled well, as it always does. Might be the leader here on drying ground. And then three fishing. Thought they were a bit negative with the tactics last time. More aggressive ride. Might hang on for a place. 10, 2, 4 and 3. Yeah, I'm just reversing uh, the uh, exacto there. I'm going with Port Albert. I think uh, Blinker's back on. Good speed up front. Barrier 1, he gets covered up and that's what he likes. And uh, he's got that little good capacity to duck and weave through and have the turn of foot. Uh, Dame Oliver rides him well. Pink Cashmere, uh, it was a good win on the synthetic on debut. I always find the synthetic form hard to uh, relate, but uh, a recent jump out was outstanding at uh, Cranbourne. Really was strong through the line. Going to need a really sharp ride from T.A. Nugent from the draw, but looks the danger. Full philosopher, as Mark said, always trolls well. Uh, he's been up and about at the jump outs at Cranbourne uh, for the new stable. He's been scratched three times. They've been waiting for the right race and... Uh, Hoping for them, they found it. And six, uh, Bahama Bay. I thought it was quite a good win. Second up, ran good late sectionals and might be an improver. Two, ten, four, and six. Takes us on a race five on the day. Dean Lester, Mark Hunter with us. Having a look at the Valley today and Munns race number five, a benchmark 84 going over the 2,040 metres here. Number six, C. Marie, the lone scratching, fielded nine to go around. Yeah, we start with our favourite in Right You Are, who is a $2.60 chance. El Gladiator, uh, oh, sorry, El Gladiador uh, is a $26 chance. Wycliffe at $8.50. Pesto is an $8 chance. Aruba 
at $16. C. Marie is out. Vegas Knight at $3.90. Ivy League at $23. The Nephew is a $6 chance. And Spanish Kiss is a $41 chance. Uh, best supported runner here is Vegas Knight, actually. Now, they took $4 uh, first thing this morning. Got into $3.80, but they've pushed it back to $3.90 after it went up as much as $6.50 in the race. Was into $4 from that. Uh, And then, actually, when C. Marie came out, it got back out to $4.20. So it's the most popular runner. Has about 50% more on it than Right You Are, who's been as much as $3. It was as short as $2.40 earlier today, out to $2.60. And third pick is The Nephew, who's been $5.50 out to 6 this morning. How do you see it, Dean? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Right You Are to win again. Uh, The race was run to suit last start. They went really hard. He was back and he swooped home to win. Not going to get that tempo here, but I don't see why he has to be so far back. Uh, And uh, he's just in good form now. He's hard fit. I'm hoping to take up the option to be a lot closer. And if I do, I think he can run down Vegas Knight. I think he's the danger. I think it's a good Quinella. Uh, Vegas Knight uh, ran well in the Pakenham Cup. Back to 2040. I don't think it's any disadvantage at all. And he'll make his own luck. For Pesto, we know he gets Dow pretty quick, but second up at 2,000, he might place. And nine, the nephew, getting fitter, drops in weight next best. But uh, I think it's a good Quinella of one and seven, one, seven, four, nine. Yeah, I'll just throw in the Quinella around the other way there. I like number seven, Vegas Knight. I think from gate one here, it should spear out. It should take control of the race, totally dictate. I like the fact that it's had a run at the longer trip last time. It's hard, it's fit now. The stable's got it going well. And I think Vegas Knight will win to beat number one, right you are. Good win last time, did have the speed put on for it. Got the 60 kilos. I just think Vegas Knight might pinch a break. Down to number nine, the nephew. Ready to win, probably has to go back to near last from that draw. Just might give too much start. And five, Ruba, who completely bombed the start last time and ran okay, has got a place chance. Keen on seven to win, seven, one, nine, and five. Takes us to race six, first leg of the quaddy at the Valley today. $80,000 race here, benchmark 64 grade and going over the 2,040 metres months. Yeah, race number six ready here with uh, two scratchings at the top. So our first runner is number three, Ashy Boy, at $7.50. Motor My Ears at $10. Let's see, not there. Silver Tycoon at 16 Freedom Escape at 8 Dirt on Harry at $31. Breezley is a $23 chance. Not a problem at $9.50. Set us free as out. Ancient Egypt at 10. Pitcher Nun, a $2.15 favourite. The King's Gospel is out and Takumi gets the run at $19. Well, the best back runner this morning on the program is Pitcher Nun here. As much as $2.70 given about it is now $2.15 with half the total investment on it having come this morning. Uh, Second pick now with all of the scratchings is actually Motor Maze and it has one-tenth of the amount of money that is on Pitcher None and we'll put it this way five times the amount of money on Pitcher None this morning that's held in total on Motor Maze. Mark, you with this favour or looking elsewhere? Oh, it's in the numbers, Richard. It's a horse that might win but should never be allowed to start that short. Um, I'm tipping number six, Silver Tycoon. It's a race where you could, every horse in the in the field could win without surprising I like Silver Tycoon as a horse. It, the distance was just too short two ago. Jumped in trip last time, controlled the race, and was never going to lose. Now, draws wide. It's got the leader, Breezley, drawn inside it. I'm hoping it can roll forward, get a spot, 
I think it's a promising stay out and will run well. To be 13 pitcher none, it'll get every possible chance like it always does. It'll be in the finish like it always is. It just doesn't win out of turn. Uh, 15 Takumi on dry ground. Hasn't won for ages, but its best form could win. And the rank outsider here, number eight, Dirt on Harry. He's had the two runs back. Had no luck last time. Wouldn't shock to see it pick its way through the field and run on strongly. So wide open race, 6, 13, 15 and 8. Yeah, I've gone from liking this race because I was keen on let's see uh, to left with pitching none on top and as Mark said, should never be $2.15. Uh, she's going to get a great run for Jamie Carr. It's just a matter of if she can get that next win on the board. She's two wins, seven seconds from 20 starts uh, to beat 12, Ancient Egypt getting fitter. I think the two runs in have been quite sound. Seven, Freedom Escape. I liked him last week. He was terrible. In fact, the stable want to back him up, but he's a halo crown, so I'm just wondering if he's better on wet ground, but we'll probably see uh, today. And next best, number three, Ashy Boy. But uh, as Mark said, this has become a very open race all of a sudden. Uh, 13, 12, 7 and 3. Okay, on to race 7. We go here, Munns, and it'll be a, a benchmark 70 over the mile. No, numbers 2 and 3 come out. Fielded 9 here for race 7. Yeah, we start with a ruffian, Prince Ziggy, who's a $61 chance. Scratch the next two. Uh, so Benjamin won't be there, Netanyahu. Uh, new choice is at $15. River Plate, our favourite, at $2.40. Caesar at $5.50. Rambler Rebel is a $61 chance. Rhinoceros at $6. Too Good for Turak at $8. They've got the Claimant at $8.50. And Saw High is a $9 chance. Probably the best back runner on the program here as to dollars invested River Plate. Uh, well, as much as three ten, but it firmed every day. Albeit today has been two dollars thirty out to two dollars forty, uh, is clearly the top pick here. Four times the amount of money on its nearest rival, which is Rhinoceros. It is seven dollars fifty into six dollars this morning. As much as nine dollars bet about it, but just put it into perspective. Uh, the scratchings uh, confrontational was seventeen to twenty six before it was out, and Netanyahu was seven fifty out to twelve. Uh, third pick would be the. Bottom one, Saw High, who's $8.50 out to $9 so far today. Dean, River Plate, looking for three on the trot. He is, Richard. Uh, I think he's the one to beat. Uh, he was very good first up at Lakeside where he found the rail and dominated. Hillside, longer straight, I uh, thought was left a bit vulnerable but got the job done. And the horse that nearly ran him down, observation's been going well. The key will be the first couple of hundred metres of the race because he should lead, but uh, there's... Rambler Rebel, who does punch forward and is coming off a shorter race. So I just think uh, that you'll know your fate pretty early. Whether he has to leave would be the other thing, whether Rambler Rebel just goes on and he just takes a sit behind it. But I'm going with him. Uh, you look at his three runs at a mile. They're all in stakes races, so I'm forgiving of those stats. To beat 11, Saw High, who ran well last start, Gets a cheap run from the draw. I think he's in the finish somewhere. Six Caesar, likewise, from the draw. Uh, Two runs in have been sound. And 10, the claimant, he's going to get a long way back. He's trolled quite nicely. He'll be better when he gets to 2,000 and even beyond, but uh, look for him to be closing late. 5, 11, 6 and 10. Yeah, I'll tip number 5, River Plate. I don't want to rush in at the short odds because of that pressure from Rambler Rebel. If it, even if Rambler Rebel does lead, then River Plate has to sit outside it and be strong at the mile. So a couple of things against at the short odds. To beat number 9, too good for Turek, who... Change stables and just flew for the new stable. Might be a real improver this time around. Number six, Caesar. 
has to run a strong mile, but gets a lovely run from gate one, does no work, and 10 the claimant. Who can pull out a big run fresh, no shock if it wins. I was just worried the track might be drying out by now and might be hard to make ground. Five, nine, six and ten. Stayers get their chance here. Race eight at Mooney Valley, a benchmark 78 over the 2,500 metres and Munns number 11 swelter magic your lane scratching. Yeah, so in this uh, eighth event at the Valley, our first runner is Botty, and it is a $16 chance. Station one at $23. Sula Noage at $11. Vertimer is at $3.80 and that price makes it favourite. As much as $5 bet about it already this morning. So uh, Our next runner is Dalamax at 16 Creative Hero at $41. Kaitaku is at $7.50. Angel is an $8 chance. The Awesome Sun at $26. Hardly Sweet at $15. Swelter Magic is a scratching. Wahini Tower at $5.50. Accountability is a $34 chance. And Mavita is at $9. Righto. Best back runner here is Vertimer. As I said, $5 into $3.80 so far today and half the investment on it in total has come this morning. Uh, looking towards the second pick is actually Wahini Toa and third pick the bottom one, Mavita. Mark, how have you seen this? It's an open race. We jump down the bottom here to Mavita who's fresh out of maiden grade. Like This is a much harder race but it just destroyed them last time and it, the horses behind it, they've been running pretty well in maiden so they weren't hopeless. Just think it's a real improving stay. I can roll forward Park in the first four or five and make the jumping grade to beat number 12, Wahini Toa, who's getting fitter, gets a lovely run from the draw and really well weighted after the claim. I think number one, Body, will run well. It's 